0: This is Kyle Uschek and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This
1: is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners.
0: So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurts takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes those right into the 20. He's in the 30. Needs the touchdown.
2: Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon.
1: Young, back to throw.
2: In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. Does it 35. That's back at the 30. Does it 20? The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown
0: 49 Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex, looking, down. has he got he's it. post, and he's got it! He touchdown!
2: Touchdown,
0: 49 <laughs> For the second down, Ryan takes the snap. It's a to the left side.
2: It's Russell intercepted. The 49ers pick it, and Navarro Bowman, is redemption! Navarro Bowman running it all the way for the touchdown!
1: No greater redemption! San Francisco Forty ers we can do whatever we want click click boom what's going on faithfuls it's your boy mike from the nothing but niners crew and guys we are back in the building now i know you guys are probably checking your screen what the heck is going on is this a 49ers hive episode and mike is on there again wrong this time we have switched it up and i got the guys from the hive live right now on our channel my man zach is in the building my man matt is in the building salute to you two fellas hopefully you guys are doing well I'm going to run through these formalities really quick and then we're going to get down to business now i'm expecting somebody else to pop in here soon too guys so we are not alone remember that michael jackson song you were not alone anyhow all right this is your first time here on the youtube page guys we want to thank you guys for checking us out make sure you guys subscribe hit that like button turn on notifications after you subscribe we do bring you guys impromptu videos so you won't always get a big heads up of when we are going live now this show is different this show We were excited about we were you guys got like an eight hour heads up about this show. The room was created dumb early, probably the earliest in nothing but Niners history. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe we're just all excited for the season, but that's what's going on. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine. E.R.S. That is the number nine. E-R-S. Then we also have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but Niners, spelled all the way out. We have a Patreon, guys. Head on over there, patreon.com slash N-B-9-E-R-S. Again, that's patreon.com slash N-B-9-E-R-S. All right? If you guys want to send us questions, comments, concerns, show suggestions, send us an email, guys, N-B-9-E-R-S at nothingbutniners.com. Again, I'm your guy, mike andrews 83 to my right is my guy zach hernan and underneath him is mr matt bsn fellas how are y'all doing what's going on
3: doing great excited to be here thanks for having us on mike ready to talk some Niners.
0: same it's been a long time coming i feel like we've done the show with you on on our channel a bunch of times uh it's nice to make the return journey um i'm excited to be here
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm excited to have you guys, man. I hope you guys had good days. Uh, The people in the chat, they are on fire already, man. I really, really enjoy this. Look at this. Look at Silent Steph. NBN deserves more recognition. Man, guys, give us the damn recognition. Where is it? Where is it, huh? 916, starting the show for me. Click, click, boom. And first person in the room tonight was my girl, Sin. Cinnamon Kiss, not Cinnamonkeys. I understand now. I get it dash sin she put it there so you guys know what it is all right shout out to everybody else in here uh now look before we even get to any of the topics the latest news and stuff like that there's a question for you two for you two before the show even started this question was posted at 9:22. all right this says question for matt and zach i'm gonna read this and pop myself down here to the bottom all right i'll let you guys go here uh question for zach and matt what are your opinions on poke bowls what is your preferred protein with tacos are there other professional sport teams that y'all root for? Let's take six, six and then there's six rings at the bottom. I'm going to shut up and let you guys answer the questions.
0: All right. Well, uh, I live in San Diego, so um, poke bowls and tacos are all around here. Um, I do like poke bowls. Um, fresh, the fresher the fish, the better. Um, I think if you live in the Midwest, you're not really – just stay away. It's probably not going to be a good time for you. But if you can get really fresh tuna – Straight front, you know, ahi, you know, whatever you can get, right? Um, it, it's really fresh. Um, it's It makes you feel satiated without feeling full, if that makes sense. Sometimes when you go out, uh, you just get stuffed, right? Eating a poke bowl, very healthy option. As far as my preferred protein for tacos, man, I've been on a real – birria kick lately i like birria tacos street tacos corn tortillas very simple um if it's not that uh some al pastor that's good um and as for other professional sports teams if you follow 49ers hive you know i'm a big baseball guy i'm a san diego padres fan uh in before anybody puts tattoos peds that's a whole nother thing i don't want to hear about that shit today (laughs) um but zach what what about you man who else are you rooting for and do you even, do you even eat seafood? So I love, I love
3: seafood. I don't like poke bowls. I don't, I'm not a big sushi guy. I'm not a big uncooked fish guy. Um, But I love salmon. Salmon's like my favorite thing. I'm having salmon tonight. I see you, Mike. Thumbs down. Um, Preferred protein. It's gotta be carnitas. And they're. it's just the best meat. It really is. When you're having tacos, if carnitas are an option, get, get that. Um, it depends saw, though
0: right because uh, sometimes if you ain't got the right dude carnitas are dry as shit
3: okay so if you know so the spot the low yes. and slow
0: carnitas are the best
3: falling apart um and as far as other professional teams i've lived most of pretty much all my life aside from like a year and a half in california so niners sharks giants warriors um not as big into baseball and hockey as I am into football and basketball, but those are the teams that I root for.
0: Oh, I forgot. Joey Arredondo said, my basketball team's so bad, I didn't even mention them. They are bad. Sacramento Kings, terrible. Uh, hockey, I go to the local games. Uh, we have a, uh, an AHL team down here. They're the Anaheim Ducks affiliate, the minor league affiliate. They're called the San Diego Gulls, like seagulls. And it's a fun time out, particularly on Bud Light Friday where they're giving out $2 Bud Lights and people are making uh, can towers. That's like the best time you're going to have. But other than that, I don't really watch hockey. Interesting. Very, very
1: interesting, man. Good stuff, man. Comments, questions coming in for you guys. This is another super chat already, man. We haven't even got to the topic yet. My man Sean is kicking us off the right way. Uh, he says, do you think we will have a powerhouse running back room with TDP and TKD tap dance king. He's making fun of Trey Sermon, in case you guys didn't know. Or do you think it's the it's the last season he dances? So it's really a question about what do you guys think Trey Sermon's fate is? Uh let's go with Matt. I'm gonna pop Matt back up here first, then I'll drop, I'll drop myself back up there after Matt's done answering. The and then we'll go to uh Zach. I thought it was, a, thought it was an
0: a- uneven outing from him to begin. Um, obviously low yards for carry. But I also think that there wasn't a lot there for him. You know, you're talking about the interior offensive line and a little bit of flux. You're talking about Mike McGlinchey being rusty when he came back, and then when Daniel Brunskill came in the game, he got absolutely ripped. Or I'm sorry, Justin School, um, and it just, the run blocking all day, you know all game long until the end when we got you know Jamichael Hasty breaking off runs left and right. It wasn't it, and I need to see more out of this offensive line. I thought it was cool, but. You know, overall I, I was left a little disappointed. And so it's hard for me to evaluate running backs when I think that at least in run blocking, the line wasn't the best. I think that Trey Sermon is on notice because they definitely have their guy established in Elijah Mitchell. TDP looks like he's a guy that at at the very least can stick his foot in the ground and run downhill, even if he's not gonna, you know, shake anybody or do anything like that. He's a guy that's physical and runs to contact. So Trey Sermon has to carve out a place on this team because Jeff Wilson Jr. is still here. Um, I'm hearing things about Mason, so who knows how that's going to go. I think coming up against the Vikings, it's going to be a big week for Trey Sermon.
3: I don't understand why so many people are down on Trey Sermon. Okay, I do understand, but at the same time, we've had such limited snaps to go off of with him. Um, Like Matt said, what was best case scenario for him last week running behind a shaky offensive line, missing a bunch of the starters. Um, he barely played last year before either getting injured or being thrown in the doghouse. I think Trey Sermon. There's a lot left to see, and we saw Kyle Shanahan actually praise him this off season. So, not too many. On a, on a previous show, Mike and I were trying to think of other players that went into the doghouse and made it out of the doghouse on the same team without being shipped out somewhere else. We couldn't think of any. So clearly kyle shanahan sees something Brandon Ayuk, well brandon Ayuk and trey sermon were the two that we thought of okay i got gotcha. yeah uh thank you yeah thanks for having me but other than that there's something there and i think the talent is clearly there i'm not giving up on trey sermon just yet i think that they will be a nice committee here with elijah mitchell tdp and tdk to use sean's nickname
1: all right, now I gotta get my man Breezy's thoughts on here. First of all, Breezy, I always ask how you doing. I'm gonna skip that. You must be doing good. Is that a Wayne Breezy hat? Bro, pop that bad boy up on the screen. Put that, get that closer to the camera, man. Look at look at this guy. I hope you all out of focus, y'all. Look at Damn. Smooth. Like a baby's bottom. Let's go.
2: Yeah, man. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing, man?
0: Hide the I'm good, them. man. I'm good. It's good to see you again. It's good hey, there, hey, hey, listen, you gotta send me one of them hats. We'll send you some stuff. Hey, we for should sure. wear each other's merch, right? Yeah, that's how we Let, do let's it. Let's support each other. Let's, let's wear each other's
2: it. stuff. Let's do it 100 percent Man, listen, I, I'm listening to uh I did a show earlier. There was so much Trey Sermon slander on that show. I, I didn't know what to do. I was about to start cursing people out. Look, I just think Trey Sermon he he, he always gets like like this, the worst end of the stick when it comes to certain things, right? And it's just because when he's given that moment to do his thing, he doesn't progress as quickly as others want to see him do. And I just think Trey Sermon, you know, is a volume type of running back. Like he's a he's a running back that just needs more multiple carries, multiple attempts, and then it'll start churning. Like as as you see, it. he's also a running back that likes to get out in space, whether it's to the outside. Um, and I think he's a better outside guy than inside. If the inside cracks open that block and then it opens up that lane of space, of course, he's gonna going to get gone. That's probably why you see him hesitate and dance a little bit. Like, he's, he's, he's like, should I bounce to the outside? Should I not bounce to the outside? I think after he got hit, because of Mike with just missed the whole block. I think after that hit, he was just like, <laughs> bump this, yo. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just going to dance. I'm going to dance so I don't have to take a hit like that. I thought Mike was going to open up this boom and I was going to cut out or cut in or whatever. Uh, but I think Trey Sermon is going to be fine. You know, it's just hard because we got like seven, six or seven running backs and we can't keep six or seven running backs on the roster. It's going to be even crazy going with five. And I don't know, man, Somebody's going to be treated. Maybe, maybe Kyle Shanahan is bigging up Trey Sermon. Cause He's trying to trade him. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like he drafted another running back in the third round. I think this game coming up is gonna be the battle of the third round backs. I I think you release, I think you cut Jordan Mason and you you see if he goes to the practice squad and see if you can get him to clear waivers. It there's so many things that can go down for the 49ers. And and then there's the good old Jeff Wilson Jr. who's on another one year deal. So You know, I think personally, the 49ers need as many, they need two positions, right? They need running backs and cornerbacks. As many as them that they can get, that's what they need uh, because those are the positions that seem to get injured the most. So I think they might keep a plethora of backs and keep a plethora of cornerbacks uh, on this roster. And I think Trey Sermon is going to be just fine. I think people just have to be patient. You're patient with Trey Lance. Be patient with Trey Sermon.
1: Yeah, I saw, uh, I'm not going to touch on it too much, but once Kyle threw an excuse to him, although I'm going to shut up and just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, like, and Kyle like, never, never makes excuses for people.
2: He didn't even throw an excuse, Mike. He said, Trey Sermon did well. Like, that was just like, okay. <laughs> like, right. Maybe Kyle didn't watch the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe he was just there. So once he did that, I was just like, okay, yeah. So that's what it
1: is. All right. So let's talk about some of the uh, news about the 49ers so far. They have started releasing players to get the cut down to what is it like 85 or something like that, right? 85 is
2: the number for today, man. And then next next Tuesday to be 80.
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird like way that they're doing this now, but it's all good. We're gonna talk about this now. Uh the most recent release, which may have come as a shock to some people, was defensive tackle Robert Kendice. Uh, I watched the game. He was hype up on the sideline. He felt like he was doing good. Uh, But then the reports came out that Kyle had to yell at him not once but twice about taking his teammates to the ground in practice. Uh, Do you guys think that sealed his fate? Or do you guys think that there was something else and he just didn't show what they wanted to see? Uh, Let's go with Zach, then we'll go to Matt, and then we'll go to Wayne on this one. I mean, it certainly
3: didn't help. Um, I I saw the same reports. I think Kyle Posey was the first I saw it from that. Um, he was out there getting yelled at by Kyle Shanahan. Look, there's a reason this guy has been on, what, three, four teams now, including the 49ers, since being drafted only a couple of years ago as a first-round pick. The talent is clearly there. The potential is clearly there. No coaching staff, including ours, hasn't been able to harness it into something valuable enough to even make past the first roster cut, which is unfortunate, but I think they did bring him in, and and they said, hey, worst case – he gets cut along with the first group of guys. Best case. This is another bus type pick that we got for cheap and were able to salvage and turn into something good, but fortunately, just wasn't at this time.
0: Yeah, following yeah. up yeah. on that, I here's my thing. I think that this report just falls in line with kind of what my opinion of Robert and Kim Dice is at this point in time, right? Draft pick with Arizona, they thought he was going to catch on. He's out of there. Then it's, I think, Miami, then Seattle, then us. Great athlete. Don't get me wrong. Great athlete. But some of these guys rely too much on their athleticism, don't hone their craft, don't become students of the game. I think when you fly into a team and you're not paying attention to what the vibe is on the field, that shows me a lot about what you're doing on your off time? Are you putting in as much as everybody else? Because if you're not paying attention while you're sitting in the building and watching everything else go on, then what are you doing outside of the building? And it's one of those situations where hard work will beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. And the guy has all the athletic talent in the world, but he hasn't been able to put it together for one reason or another. So when you see reports about him taking teammates down to the ground in practice and getting yelled at for it and then doing it again to me, you're just not paying attention and that's not that's not something Kyle Shanahan's gonna put up with at all.
2: Yeah, I agree. Me, he just doesn't fit the culture. Like they thought, you know, his talent would supersede, you would think he's more matured as a veteran in the league, and they bring him in. I thought he played rather decent in the scrimmage game, but I think the stuff that happened in practice, man, he put some stuff out there for somebody else to pick him up. I just don't think he fits the Kyle Shanahan's, you know, culture. And when you get yelled at by a coach, you know, and not doing something that the coach is telling you to, like the coach is telling you not to do something, you probably want to listen, you know, after the first time he tells you not to do it. If you continue to repeat it, you know, it, it's going to cause you. But luckily he was able to suit up uh, and he was able to go out there and put some stuff uh, on film for some other team. But, um, yeah, he happened to be the last person to be released from the 49ers. The last. So it, it, it wasn't like he was first. So we, we should talk about that, because if this guy was such a bad guy, why did they wait? To the end, why wasn't he the first to be released? Why was Darnard for the first to be released? So it's weird, right? It's these these cuts suck because you just don't know the context behind it. We'll never we never will, um. But it is what it is. He's not here. We we got the defensive lineman for decades. So I'm all for I'm it. All for it.
1: Well, and that's gonna be our actual next topic, my man Wayne. See, he's just like the transition king over here. I man, he just, <laughs> he just exactly. takes me right to it. So the 49ers have made their five cuts. Uh Fullback Josh. Hocket or it? I've never Hoke. actually it, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wide receiver, Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, defensive lineman, Tomasi Laulau. Low Laulau?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm to say Laulau. Low Laulau. All right. Laulau. Yep, that final answer. Uh, Darquez Denard, and then, of course, Robert Candice. Uh, I want to ask you guys here, uh, which one was the biggest surprise to you uh, let's go backwards. Let's do Wayne, Matt, and then Zach here.
2: I think the biggest surprise for me was, was, was Kennard. I thought that the veteran Nickelback would, you know, probably be the one that's going to start the season off and allow the younger guy to kind of like cruise into the position, uh, which is Samuel Womack, the third. Uh And so I didn't expect Kennard to be cut or released. Denard, I'm sorry, I didn't expect him to be released. It was so it kind of surprised me. Um, but maybe I, I'm thinking maybe they did it for you know, hey man, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna release you, and if you get a team, you know, you know, kudos to you, you know, you did well in camp or whatever or whatnot. But you so you saw the shift happen in camp, right, toward the end of camp, toward that game, you saw him starting to run with the twos, and Womack with the ones, and then he was lined up outside as well, and so. Again, we don't know the context, but I was a little bit shocked that he was the one to be uh, released first. He was the first.
0: Kind of echo that sentiment, not because I think that Denard is this outstanding player or anything. I just think the timing of it's bad. Um, I, th- I thought it was a little premature. I know Womack had the two picks. He looked pretty dang good for you know his first game action. But this to me was like a week three or like, you know, preseason week three cut down type of thing. You know, I'm I would have much rather them gone to Dante Johnson and said, thanks for your ribs, brother. I'll see you in week four when we pick you back up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I would have rather had happen because, you know, that's how it goes. I think Dante Johnson's been cut and signed by this team like 60 times by now so he's not going anywhere you know you have him in the back pocket nobody else seems to want him and he loves the punishment of getting cut and coming back so i would have done that and and seen at least one more week of womack producing yeah before i cut a veteran because nickel is as we saw last year is a very important uh position especially when they're running those fades out of the slot where you're rubbing on the outside receiver and we saw it time and time again where you know, I mean, we saw it with, with Tarverius Moore on that one play where he just got beat deep. And so you need those guys in the nickel against some of those fast guys who can keep up, who know what they're doing. And Womack did a good job, but I just need to see more before I feel confident. Apparently the coaching staff disagrees, though.
3: You know, my answer was also to but for the sake of discussion, I'm going to throw Keyshawn Johnson out there. Hear me out. The wide receiver super top heavy, right? Obviously, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Jennings, um, you got Danny Gray, the rookie. Keyshawn balled out Friday night. He played really well. Had that great catch in the back of the end zone. Just like Wayne was saying, why cut him now with with Kim Dice and, and even Denard? Why cut Johnson right now? You could have at least waited. Maybe just again like Wayne maybe suggested, they are they're doing these guys a favor by saying, look. Let's be honest, you weren't going to make our final 53. We're doing you a good shot of a favor here, essentially, by letting you get a chance earlier with another team. Yeah, Maybe that's the case. But I thought Johnson played pretty well, and I was actually a little surprised that he was among the first round of cuts.
2: And that's my number two surprise, because Austin Mack was trash. And so I'm saying to myself, how does Austin Mack have a job? And you cut the guy that got you the two-point conversion or whatnot. And he's the bigger wide receiver. So it, it's it's weird. It's just weird. And that's the only thing that can make sense, uh, you know, Zach. I, they want to see them guys, you know, succeed elsewhere. <laughs> and then you ask yourself, well, why the hell are they not cutting Jimmy yet? But that's a whole other topic, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's crazy. It's crazy what's going down here.
1: So I'm going to go with Josh Hokett as okay. my surprise guy. But I think there might be a method to their madness, right? Um, Shanahan recently talked about, uh, uh, Colton McKivitz. We had to cut him for him to get it right. And then McKivitz echoed those sentiments when he went to the podium later on saying, you know, um, you realize like it's a NFL now, not later. Like they want you to learn this stuff and learn it in a hurry. And then not only learn it, but show that you can apply what you learn quickly. And so I think that's, uh, I I wonder if that's what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, we we often like try to figure out why they cut certain people, and Kyle had no problem saying we had to cut this guy for him to get it. You guys think it's possible that's what they're doing with uh, Hokit Um he stuck around for so, as long as he did, and then all of a sudden he just gets cut. I don't know. Like, I no. Who else, who else is going to play fullback? Or is this a sign that maybe we're moving away from the fullback position?
2: Well, I mean, altogether. Juice is the fullback, so you're not going to keep two guys. So, so juice is the guy. He's going to be the guy for the next several years. I think, uh, hokit is a guy that they know they're able to let go and bring back to the practice squad. And because he doesn't get those accrued years as <laughs> the NFL, he can keep reverting to the PS. And because of the new veteran, uh, rules of being on the practice squad, he can revert to the PS. And you know, hokit loves it here, man. You talk to him. He just loves it here. He loves the culture. He loves the people. He loves the players. He loves it here, so it's like a Dante Johnson type of thing. He might be in the running with Dante Johnson on getting cut. Dante might got him by like you know by ten. I, I I would think he got him by ten. So I don't I don't agree with that. I like where you're going with it, but I don't think that's what it is. I think they cut him because they they have to. They're not going to keep two fullbacks.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't think they keep two. But he was here, right? He was never like a practice squad guy. He always made the roster, didn't he? Yeah, I
0: think part of that was for his special teams versatility. And they have a new special teams coach. And maybe the new special teams coach doesn't like the same old shit that he saw last year. And maybe this wake up call, hey, you need to get better. Right? There's a lot of different personnel that's running through here. It's a new year. They got different guys. You know, maybe you see, you know, one of the later round cornerbacks, uh, like Tariq Castro Fields or somebody like that. You know, they could bring, you know, whoever else on special teams to kind of take that spot. I just think that, you know, that wasn't a surprise to me at this point. If they were going to keep him, it would have been for special teams. But new special teams coach means new, you know, new special teams. Well, he better
2: figure out his special teams because Hasty and Embry Thomas can't be effing up like that. in No game. Because Embry gave up that contain and that and that and think about it. If Embry didn't miss that tackle or give up that edge or whatever, man, what if it would have gotten Robbie Gold injured for the year? You got to think about stuff like that, man, because Robbie Gold put his shoulder in the dip to knock the guy, you know, off his track, off course, to get him out of bounds. And that could have potentially hurt him. So
0: I don't know. Hey, we can't exonerate Robbie, though. Robbie should know better. He, he should
2: right. know better, but he was hey, trying to save a touchdown. Old people shouldn't be
0: jumping off a of train trellises, just like Robbie Gould shouldn't be making tackles. He should have just olayed that shit. It's preseason week one. If it was, like, the playoffs, then by all means, right? But preseason week one, he knows better.
2: You're right. But Ambry also can't fuck up like that. Like, that's that was a bad mess up. Like, Ambry, you're this is your second year. I, I, wanna don't know if,
0: I don't know if Ambry belongs on special teams, bro. How many years has Gold been in the league? Yeah, Cole's been in the league for about ninety. years. He's, he's a dinosaur. It was, it was two mistakes on that play. I get I where you go with was it. More egregious because
2: he yeah, could have been out missed, for the season.
0: Ambry missed, but Ambry's a second year guy, and I, you know, special teams, particularly. I don't know if he played in college, but it might be newer to him. So you know, you gotta expect, especially preseason week one, that they're gonna be doing some stuff. But Robbie, with his old AARPS, that dude's a dinosaur bro. tackles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Then he got up, ginger, like, "Oh no, I think I, I think I got a bloody scratch or something like that." Like, it's so funny. Mikey looked mark
0: it down. He's gonna miss a bunch of extra points this year because of that tackle right there. But he
2: hit a fifty-yard field goal. To the- he
0: hits the field goals. He misses the extra points. I don't understand. I it. don't get it, bro.
2: I
1: don't. I can't figure it out.
0: I. I,
1: maybe it's me because i'm always so hard on robbie i like the effort i was sitting here like let's go robbie you ain't do shit i mean he didn't i get where matt's coming from
2: but i do like the effort right he saved the touchdown that was a touchdown I mean, but it, it's meaningless that's where matt's coming from none of, yes. none of well, that well here's hurt. the other
0: thing too i'm guaranteeing you some of those coaches are going like hey robbie what are you doing man And if he does Olay that shit, everybody's going to be like, okay, Robbie's, you know, hey, Robbie's a businessman. He
2: made a business decision. (laughs) And it
0: actually amplifies the mistake that Thomas made and puts it under more scrutiny because it's like, how do they get to that point anyway, right? Everybody's thinking like, oh, Robbie dive and made a great play. All right. If it's a touchdown, all right, how do you get there in the first place? And I think that's that too.
3: I get it. Can I ask a question real quick, Mike? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, So. I, don't, I just don't want to derail. Uh, obviously, the whole talk about Robbie, um, we saw his head spin around like crazy, but also, I don't know if it was just I didn't hear about this until Friday, but he's doing kickoffs now again when oh, Bush, yeah. that was yeah. Mitt. Yeah.
2: yeah, now Was there,
3: no there an actual reason given for this, or did, is that just... Yeah, because Wish sucks. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but <laughs> we all heard Wish had to do it because Robbie couldn't previously because it was Robbie, then it went to Wish. Now it's well, back to Robbie, Robbie. Didn't did Robbie get extended?
2: No, nah, he's, he's on the end of his contract, right? Oh, okay. And 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 was it that he couldn't do it, or he just didn't want to do it?
1: I think it was neither. Uh, so he could do it. I think Robbie was struggling to get the ball beyond two yards into the end zone. And in order for him to do that, he was like straining his leg, and the points are more valuable than that. Uh, and then the 49ers kind of changed up the way they were doing things. They liked the ball being one yard in or less. So that way we can tackle 90% of the time we were tackling guys before the 25. So it benefited the Niners. They saved a game of inches all the time. I think that's what they want now. And then you get a guy, we got a new special teams coordinator uh, who's definitively making some decisions. Right. So it's like, yeah, I prefer them to be short. You know what I'm saying? So if Mitch Wisnowski has a long, the stronger leg, uh, he's booting them in the back of the end zone and out of the end zone, let's get them, you know, instead of giving them the 25, Let's stop him. Let's stop him at the 22, 23, and make him earn every inch. So I think, I think that's like a a conscious decision as to why they were doing it. I could be wrong. That's just that's just my gut all, feeling.
3: All I know is I don't want to hear shit week eleven that Robbie Gold has leg fatigue and now he needs to take a week or two off because he's doing kickoffs again.
2: Oh, Robbie missing three games this year. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, that's coming in a Mike Silver San Francisco Chronicle article. You bet your ass. <laughs>
2: He's missing three games this year. I can't tell you which three is going to be, but he's missing three games. We
1: have have a couple more super chats here. Let's get to these guys really quick here. Uh, Sean Shepard says, Guys, hold on. No, it doesn't matter what we do. Whichever position we are thin or weak at is what what gets ravaged every year. We should expect it now. Mm. And my pushback to this is going to be, well, we're pretty deep at the corner position. We might not say that they're all top tier starters right we heard about how locked down chavarius ward has been and emmanuel mosley when he's healthy is pretty locked down as well right but ambry thomas did play well you got jason verrett who's healthy enough and fighting to say hey i want to get in sooner but the team is like yeah nah maybe not because once you're healthy we can't put you back down so let's just wait till you're 100 not 90 mm-hmm. and and all so it seems like we're pretty deep at the corner group that's where we're struggling a little bit right now right yeah, we're
2: struggling at the safety position bro uh, okay. I, I, now I, I, are, if, if we want to talk secondary i feel like that's our weakest link
1: but are we thin at the safety position so are, that's are the we, question
2: i mean we, we might not be thin because we still got four guys right and one is down one has the hamstring issue so we had five right I, do you guys think taylor hawkins is going to make this team let's just be honest i don't i don't think so i i, I can't Okay, I see a thumbs down. And I can't see what Matt's doing. Mike, why does your shit take the whole bottom of the screen, bro? Like, you're like, that's how you, they
1: come up. Is there an option? To, you, you, it's
2: could, gotta you be like, a, mine, don't take the whole bottom of the screen when I do mine. Something's wrong. Wait, I know, I know why. Hold you on. You can
3: on. shift the viewers up with the comments, but then it messes up with the whole
2: layout. If you have okay. guests on, you right. could do it like that. I like that one. That one's cool. We could do it that, like this. That one's cool too. It's a little thinner, but whatever. Anyway, um, I I just feel like the safety position is the question mark because it's weird, right? After Ward, who has the experience and the skill set and the aggression and, and whatever, like this, in my opinion, is like a big drop-off. Now, I think Hufunga is rising up, but I still don't think he's quite there yet. And then, then there's a huge drop after that. I'm not sold on Tavares more. I know y'all like him and I get it. Um, I know he had speed, but I'm just not sold on the kid. I I always thought he 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 never diagnosed plays properly. And on that play that you say he got burnt on, bro, he just didn't even like diagnose. You I don't let think
0: the he, dude run right by his ass.
2: I don't even think he knew what the play his his role was. That's what it looked like. Yeah, Happy I mean, birthday to, to various more too. By the way, I just don't <laughs> think that he knew what. Happy birthday was. while I shit on you. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> But I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying, I don't think he knew. I didn't, I don't think he recognized what his role was when he saw that. But he knew that it was a zero. Well, blitz.
0: I'm gonna push back just from a medical perspective. What Please I'm gonna do. say is, I think he's playing on his pre Achilles speed mindset. mindset. Boom. And he's getting first time game action. You know what I'm saying? Because he turned his hips, you know, before the dude ran past him. And then it was like he just didn't have the juice to, to okay. keep up with him. And I think he's working his way back from an Achilles. That's a major injury. And I think that that is part of the reason why I agree with you. The safety position is thin. And then we got was, – was a guy that I was kind of excited about, O'Neill Jr., essentially cut himself. He was like, oh, I'm hurt. And they were like, all right, see you then. Yeah, that was – believe- <laughs> That was so weird. He came out and offered that up himself. And I was just like, hey, you got to – Tell your coaches and maybe go to the training room, but don't just announce your own injury. I'm gonna miss two practices because I'm, a, you know, I hurt my whatever. And it's like, dude, young guys, put man, put down, brother, put it down. Something,
3: something went on with him and Alabama fans because I tweeted the standard 49ers announced when Leon O'Neal was released, and like a week went by, right? And then all of a sudden, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it hit Alabama Twitter. And yo, I got at least like 10 quotes on that tweet. Like, laugh my ass off. Like, what? Like, so much talking on Twitter. I, I, I don't know. Was he? Yeah. I, I oh. saw one tweet from him where he got in like Rohan Chakravarty's replies being mad at him because he said he wasn't shining at camp. But mm-hmm. apparently, dude was talking a lot on Twitter and couldn't back it up.
0: Yeah, I I just think that that's Alabama fans being Alabama fans and anybody in the SEC. They just don't like an a You know, O'Neal went to a So could be yeah. part of it.
1: It's very, very interesting. Uh, we got two more here. This is be a quick roundtable question here. Uh, two options in this one. This is from 49ers Throwback. He says, do you think Jimmy gets cut or traded? You know, and every time I think I got this figured out, someone gets an injury. Then in the injury's not as as far it was and all. So, <laughs> hey. I, I mean, look, we're, we're two weeks away from final cuts. How do you guys have it? Let's just go in order of how we are here. I uh, will do Matt, Wayne, Zach, and then I'll and I'll finish it up and get to the
0: next I know I know you're trying to figure it out, but you're trying to play chess when it's four square, brother. He's getting four cut. Square, baby. Wants, Teach him. Nobody em. wants him. Nobody wants him. You know?
2: Matt, I've been screaming it at the top from the top of the mountaintops. Nobody wants Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what it is. They just don't want They would want have him. traded
0: for him by now. And the fact that they haven't and we're rolling up on the season and he's, you know, you, you're not going to bring him in to learn your playbook. Like, you don't want to they don't want him bad enough to to trade for him now, which tells me that they don't they're not in a hurt enough situation that if he gets cut and they can't bid high enough for him that they're going to be super upset about it. They're just not.
2: And how funny is it? Starting quarterback gets hurt and they're ready to revert, "Oh yeah, you know what?" Joe Flacco, we're, we're going to go with him. We have the faith and confidence that he can win us a few games. Wayne, he's bro.
0: elite. Wayne, Joe Flacco is elite. Okay. That's what he's, I've been told. Okay. All right. Yeah.
2: We talk about so year old Joe Flacco.
1: Matt's on the cut. Wayne,
2: you're saying cut also? He's getting cut on August 30th, bro. Like, it's, it's, yep. And, 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 what is that money? When, when are the 49ers? Like, doesn't he get like the money? He's not even like he doesn't get. In they the can guarantee. roll it over. They, they can, can roll
0: it over if they cut him. If he's on the team week one, my understanding is his, his salary is guaranteed.
2: Right, the twenty five. But I thought it was. I, I thought it's it's still into September, so you still got till September seventh because week one ain't until the following week.
0: Yeah, they're gonna do it by final cutdown day. I think part of the reason why they're waiting is because they don't want him to. I think they have the expectation that he's probably he's going gonna to find Seattle yeah. or somebody yep. like that, the and they with. don't want to give him enough time to learn the playbook to really be a factor, particularly by week two.
2: Week two, there it is, there it is. Because if All I'm right. Jimmy Garoppolo, that's where I want, that's where I would sign. We
0: have we have two
1: cut votes. Zach, what say you, man? Jimmy Garoppolo
3: is getting traded. The man is getting traded, and. I don't care if a team likes it. They're going to deal with it. You're going to eat your damn Brussels sprouts, and you're going to deal with it. Nobody wants to drink a gallon of water a day, whatever the hell the amount is, but you do it anyway. A team, as soon as Zach Wilson went down, and everybody's like, that's an ACL. You had every single national report and local reporter as well. I would not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo end up on the Jets. Come tomorrow. Everybody says he's trash. Everybody doesn't want him. The second, even a mediocre quarterback, with all due respect to Zach Wilson, goes down, everybody's like, Jimmy Garoppolo. Clearly, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the best case scenario. Now, Robert Sala can say all he wants that Joe Flacco is the best quarterback. He's a starter, yada, yada, yada. If that injury was a year long, Jimmy would be in green and white today. He'd be in green and white today. So... But the time will it. come, but the time here's somebody your, will, wait, somebody will.
0: Here's your, no, here's your problem. You said everybody don't want to drink a gallon of water, but they do it anyway. Listen, I'm not paying Avion prices for fucking tap water. And Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> is tap water. you okay? will if your,
3: if your job <laughs> depends on you. I, it do not the highest quality it. of it water. Doesn't. But if who's, it did. Who's
0: out, there, who's out there whose job depends on it? Pete Carroll's probably going to retire at the end of the season. He don't yep, give a shit. He don't give a shit. Right?
2: I, don't, I so think Salah's going to get a whole Jim nother year.
0: He is not on the line because they traded for Deshaun Watson. And however that situation goes down, that's not on the coach. That's on the owner. The owner's not going to fire the coach for his mistake. And Robert Salah, his second-year quarterback goes down. He's going to get it another year. That's what so I'm saying. So who's left? Nobody's Giants. left to take that. So you get an extra year. So you Giants get an extra and year. The
2: Giants, the Giants don't, don't want Jimmy Garoppolo, bro. Giants and Houston. Listen. They this, might want Daniel Jones even less. The only time Jimmy – if the only way they would trade, no one's trading for Jimmy. I don't know where you get this. They They're waiting for the 49ers to release him. Then all of a sudden he'll be cut. There'll be no more, be no more bid war with the Niners. There's no more ransom. You can't say, oh, the Niners want a third round pick, a conditional third. I, I don't know what the hell they're asking for. But I know this. They're going to wait till all, all these teams are going to wait till August 30th. And they're not going to care. They, that's what's going to happen they're going to wait till yeah. august 30th once jimmy by coming, the way go to one don't of those under,
0: yeah don't underestimate i mean and i know as 49er fans we all know this because george kittle's been saying it for years but someone whoever i was it mike silver that let out that article that jimmy mm-hmm. garoppolo yeah so mike Silver's just burying the 49ers like he's just burying jimmy garoppolo and after that comes out and it's like yo they gave him a deal and then he just ghosted Coasted. coaches for weeks yeah that's a bad look, too. I'm saying, Lee, you look How at all timely these timely
2: was that? That was so perfect timing. It I agree.
0: Perfect with timing. And then guys. Zach Wilson goes down with the injury, and you're like, I'm like, I looked at it, and I was like, okay, that's a pretty strong mechanism for ACL. And then it turns out it's not an ACL. So it's like, okay, well, he's not going to the Jets now. And then it's like, they do the surgery today. Okay, he might be back by week one or two. Okay, well, that's not the Jets, definitely. The Watson thing is still up in the air. They have a settlement. They don't have a settlement. You don't know if he's going there. They don't particularly want to trade him to the division, and the Seattle Seahawks aren't so hungry for him that they're going to give up anything to get him and pay that salary. So what are you left with? you left with cut.
1: I still think that I think week one of preseason shows why you don't cut him until, like Wayne said, August 30th or August 31st. 30th. One week of preseason, and you see quarterbacks dropping. Not only do you see quarterbacks dropping, I heard the people saying, oh my God, Geno Smith looks terrible. Oh my God, I can't believe we're going to sit here and be stuck with Drew Locke. These people, these quarterbacks are being exposed or injured. You 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 play the waiting game. He might end up getting cut, but right now, I got two more games left. I'm sticking with Zach. I'm going to say that he's getting traded, man. That's that's my final answer. I'm I'm sticking with traded. Until I'm wrong, I'm not wrong. So
0: How, wait. See, so so I, the, the reason why you don't cut him is because he could be traded or because people are scared because if the fear is, oh man, if Trey Lance gets hurt, you bring Jimmy back. That's hilarious. That's never going to happen. Trey oh no no no! no. Jimmy's,
1: Jimmy's let, days let, here are numbered. I don't numbers, care if Trey Lance. He's done, done here. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm just no, saying
0: I, the 49ers aren't going to. The 49ers aren't going to do Seattle any favors. They're going to ask Seattle for a full price on that. Seattle's not going to pay it because they know the 49ers are pressed and that they're not going to keep him. So it's it's who's who's playing the game of chicken, right? The 49ers don't really need him. They don't really necessarily need the capital, but they'd like the cap, right? And Seattle's like, we just traded Russell Wilson. We're rebuilding. Pete Carroll probably is last year here. He's like 72 years old. He's not going to go through a full rebuild. We're clearing house. We signed DK. That's fine. We got two, I think two first round draft picks, including our own. The worst it is 2023 quarterback class. We have a chance. If we get Jimmy Garoppolo and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, do we go six or seven wins instead of three or four? Does that take us out of the running for a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young or whatever? I don't think they want him that badly, and I think they know it.
2: Now I think yeah, yeah.
1: And then Sean defending his guy here and Mitch Wisnowski, he says, uh, hey, back off, Mitch. He can punt a knuckleball. I mean, look. That knuckleball did get us what two or three turnovers in the in the regular season last year. Yeah, Um, but he still listen for a guy who got drafted in the fourth.
0: Yeah, by the way, another another punter. I think that he got drafted in the fourth. uh, Ariza Buffalo just booted an eighty-two yard punt that netted sixty-two, and people were like, "That's a touchback." I'm like, "It's still a net sixty-two yard punt, bro." Right. That was like he he hit the ball off his leg while he was standing in the end zone. And that shit went into the other end zone. Yeah. All right. That is talent.
1: That's talent. And then the craziest part about all that is, uh, you know, this guy's that was his first punt in the NFL. So nerves and all that included in that. This kid just booted it. You know, uh, that, is, that is something that changes game. The battle of field position. We're That's talking so cool. about why Robbie Gold is kicking off as opposed to Mitch Wisnowski. And I was talking about the difference of two yards. Imagine that kind of talent. Your team is backed up in the end zone, and then, boom, he can do that and completely switch the field. If you have a dominant defense like Buffalo has, that is a weapon right there. That's the guy I wanted the Niners to get. I said, yeah. hey, get draft this guy and get rid of both Robbie and Mitch Wisnowski. That's what I would have done. Cra- but
0: Crazier than that, he wasn't even the first punter drafted. No. He wasn't. And some somebody in the draft said tailwind. Hey, brother, he hit a 92-yard two-yard punt at San Diego State. Okay? I watched that shit. He does. He did this, it regularly.
1: This is what he does. He did it regularly, so it's, it's pretty cool to see. All right, guys, we're up at the forty-five minute mark. We're going to get to some of our uh, topics of the discussion here. Uh, I didn't make any banners for them, so we're just going to I'm going to feed them to you guys, and we're going to talk about things here. All right. Um, we're going to th- now. The name of this episode, I, I don't know if anybody caught it or not, but the name of this episode is "A Lance State of Mind." All right. So we're going to be t- looking at how Trey Lance thinks and processes things. Uh, And I'm going to play a clip here from Trey Lance. Let me make sure I got my uh, minute marker correct here. Uh, This is going to be the first thing that we're going to discuss. All right. It says nine minutes and 37 seconds. So let me get to it here. Yeah, We're going to go a little earlier than that, just in case I was off my timer here. All right. So I'm going to hit play. We're going to do a screen share on this. And uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on what he's saying here, because this is going to lead to two other clips being played all right uh in short, what happens is Trey lance says he's talking about <clears throat> I've never slid in my whole career first time ever uh he says I didn't practice sliding so i I was like i'm pretty sure that he practiced that he worked on it, but he went on the mic and said i didn't practice sliding at all it's my first time ever doing it. I did play baseball, but you could probably count on one hand how many times I slid feet first playing baseball that's not something that I, matt can tell you more What what's the more common slide is it feet first or hands first probably hands because you can get around it's,
0: and it it's very situational but the head first slide has been the the more prevalent lately okay feet first right. is first so, okay it's weird I, i'm just going to explain this real quick say um you're stealing second right head first slide more apropos but you're lower to the ground and you're you know you can get your hand on the bag if you're sliding into a base you might go feet first so that you can pop up and do a pop-up slide. It's either or, but head first slide been more common lately. All right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to play
1: Trey Lance talking about his slide, but there's something that he says in here that really, really got my attention, and this is what I want you guys to hear. So I'm going to play this, Then, like I said, i got two other clips about this. That's all That's my, all games. my Never. Uh, uh, I, I wish,
2: wish I could hear, hear the whole entire, entire sideline side yelling, yelling at me. That. You know, Get down. Get down. um, um And obviously, and just, you, know, you know, I'm in a little, a bit, little different bit different position, position now. now. Um, just, trying just trying to take care of myself. myself I, know I know
1: that, that me, me, being me, me being available me not not me available, is, available is, is, you know, puts our put team at the deficit. All right. So I'm going to leave this screen share up here and I'm going to rewind it. So he says, never did it. You can watch all my film, whatever, whatever. But then he says, uh I, he says, uh okay. So I see you, Wayne. My bad. I'll go on mute next time. Uh, he says, I'm pretty sure. Let me let me let me show you guys exactly what he says. I'm pretty sure uh I could hear the whole sideline saying, get down, get down. Right? That's what those were his words. And then in the same clip, this is all from the 49ers uh page here. In the same clip, you have one of the players who was on the sideline, and this is what he said about Trey Lance's slide. Listen to this.
2: He should know that. It's it's, 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 it's we we trying to get a Super Bowl and, and did you, did you agree agree the guys, one of the guys you down, down, get down, we don't need to yell that he he should know that. It's it's we we try to get a super bowl, so we need you. And did you were you one of the guys down get down? No, we don't need to yell that he he should know that. It's it's we we try to get a
1: super bowl, so we need you. So that was one of them there. Were you one of the guys yelling get down? He said no. We don't need to yell that. He should know that. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl, and we need you. So I'm like, all right, maybe, just maybe he wasn't one of the guys yelling it, okay? So then they asked Kyle Shanahan about the same thing. And this is what Kyle Shanahan had to say about it, because I thought this was interesting as well. I'm going to uh, share that screen now. I thought I could just switch from one to the other, but apparently I can't. Huh, here it is right here. This is what Kyle Shanahan had to say about it.
0: Yeah. Were you people that he yelling for him Um, no, I was expecting him to. I was glad he did. Um, that's something the guys gotta get used to. Um, seems like an easy thing, but it's it's not as easy as people act, you know, especially when you have a certain style your whole, whole career. He went into games planning to do that last year too. Um, sometimes you're Um, personality and the nature of how you played the position takes over Um, and you don't do what you're planning on doing. So it's good to see him stick with the plan. All
1: right. So if, in case you guys didn't catch that, I'm not going to run it back again, but Kyle was asked also, were you one of the guys yelling for him to get down? He said, no, he said, no. All right. So Trey Lance says, I could hear, I, I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me do this again. I'm pretty sure I could hear the whole sideline yelling for me to get down. They asked two people about it. No, no, we weren't. So, my question is: How do you guys interpret this? Like Trey Lance is saying one thing, the people at the podium are saying, "No, he didn't." Was it the fans in the stands, or was it the voices in Trey Lance's head? Is this a concerted effort by him, maybe? And it just was so. You ever, you ever be a? Uh, you ever you ever have like this like outer body experience, and it just like you're thinking so hard like you could you could hear your thoughts and feel them and is that what it was like he was like oh i need to get down here were his thoughts that loud let's start with zach then we'll go to matt and wayne on this
3: i didn't think he i didn't take it at least as a literal i heard everyone telling me get down get down um i think just like uh the receiver uh was that ray ray McLeod mm-hmm. that you showed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think like he said, you know, he should know that we know he knows what we're trying to do this year, what our goals are. And I think he probably should have said, I could feel what all of the sideline was thinking as far as get down, get down, get down. I'm sure Kyle Shannon has reiterated that to him this entire off season. Like, Hey, the way you were running last year in Arizona, we can't afford that anymore. So if you're out there on the open field and you're even close to getting hit, just slide, get down. We don't need to take a hit so i think it was just a a matter of him misspeaking or or maybe mistakenly saying i heard rather than i felt
1: all right guys i want to get your guys thoughts on this and by the way i don't think this is a negative thing at all i'm not saying that he's a liar i don't think this is negative at all i'm going to tell you guys my thoughts on it afterwards but i want to get i want to get your guys thoughts go ahead matt
0: i think it's a tale of two stories right um There are situations, and particularly because this, I believe, was the first pass play of the game where he dropped back, had to step up in the pocket, reset his feet, and then took off, and then he slid, right? That's first pass jitters, and that's one of the areas in the game before you settle in, your brain is working. And so he's probably going back through, all right, this is what they told me that I should be doing in the offseason. I can hear the lessons in my head as I'm running. I need to get down, get down, get down. And that's a good thing that means he's paying attention second of all i don't think ray Ray mcleod really going to be calling that out while he's on the field get down get down get down and i don't think that kyle as the head coach first of all i don't think kyle can even yell that loud yeah, uh, every yeah. time i hear him he has a very like soft voice whatever if anybody was going to tell his ass to get down that he could hear i would expect it to be brian greasy that would be the voice that i would expect him to hear From the sideline yelling at him and with everything going on with Kyle focusing on his job in the game and Ray Ray on the field doing his thing I could see where they wouldn't necessarily hear him so there's a possibility it was actually said and then the other thing is maybe that was just Trey Lance mental you know compartmentalizing what the coaches had taught him and in that early stage of the game he still had it fresh on his brain he's still in thinking mode rather than play mode and he got down.
1: All right, Wayne. You look confused when we first started talking. Then you know started I'm laughing. Confused. I can't I, wait I, to hear your thoughts. What's it, going on underneath the Wayne Breezy cap right now,
2: Mike? You be coming up with some of the dumbest, weirdest shit I ever heard in my entire life, bro. Like, why are we? Why talking my shit about gotta shit? be dumb? I'm. I'm I it's promise. Not dumb. Gonna...
1: It's not dumb. It's
2: not. You dumbest, said it's weird. the dumbest shit you it's ever not heard. It's weirdest shit. You got to put both adjectives <laughs> into that equation. So it was a hyphenated thing there. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. Because I'm like, yo, he heard, if he heard, if Trey Lance said he saw dead people, he saw fucking dead people. Whatever he says, I believe it. Because you know what? He did it. He slid. Whatever it was in his head or he heard that said slide, he slid. And it was a good damn slide, too. It was a really good slide. And it was one of those slides where I'm like, you know what? That's how you slide. You need to be teaching people how to slide. I, I don't I, I, I'm laughing because of what they're saying about my face and I'm trying not to like, I, I was just like, why, why Mike, Mike, you, Mike, I tell you what you are, you'll be finding stuff, bro. You'll be fi- like, you will search the deepest depths for
1: some something. And I love it. I love that about you. Never change. I, I pride myself on not bringing shows that every other uh, I never, never to really. But don't inspire myself on that. Listen, and, I, and wait. When I tie this shit together at the very end, I'm gonna be applauded for it. I okay. promise. Okay. Well, I, I'm
2: asking you this: Don't ever change. I agree with everybody so far, except for Mike. That so he didn't say anything yet, so I can't agree with him. And Mike, I, like, look, just don't expect my reactions to change either. When I feel like something is weird. I'm just going to be like, what the F? Like, what the F? All right. So, Mike, I need to hear how you're going to tie this in to this thing. Cause this is, we got a long ways from that.
1: It's coming later. It's coming later. We got, we have something else that we have here.
0: Wayne Wayne said, allow me to reintroduce myself.
1: (laughs) 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 My name is Hove.
0: Let's go, man.
1: So,
0: look, this is what
1: I kind of, I actually agree with what Zach said. Zach. Took the words out of my mouth and out of my mind, right? Uh, I think that this was uh, more of like just constant training, constant training. He could feel it, right? It was like, I need to slide, I need to slide. And everyone in here wants me to slide, right? And I do think that it could have been the fans. You know, I told, I, we talked about it last year, watching Trey Lance trying to truck people, like, bro, this is not college anymore. You know what I'm saying? You're not Don't going even. up against, you know, lesser. Opponent here this is the nfl this is the best of the best and you know what when the quarterback is running it every every linebacker every safety every corner their eyes light they're up salivating at the mouth, bro. put the hit on you yeah they want to show you hey boy you know what i'm saying like welcome to the nfl that, that's the moment they're looking to give you he got a couple of them last year even in preseason right last year he's trying to make that those goal line runs couldn't get in right like we, we've seen him take the worst of those and so i personally appreciate it I, I agree with Zach. I think that this was something ringing in the back of his head. I can't let my team down. I think Trey Lance has been working so hard in the offseason that he he's like, this is what needs to happen right now. He, that's how in tune he is with mm-hmm. what he's been training and what he's been waiting for this year. That, that That's really what I think. And here's another topic that we have here. <clears throat> they asked him about, uh, he, he made a comment about um, the touchdown pass to Danny Gray. And he said, uh, you know, Danny Gray I've only probably ever played with one other receiver or pass catcher my entire career. That includes last year, by the way.
2: Here we go. My (laughs) entire
1: career with that kind of speed. And then they asked him, well, who was that? He said, actually, it was Christian Watson. He's on the other sideline. He was on the other sideline for the Packers tonight. Uh, But I haven't played with that kind of speed. He goes, but, you know, this year, we got a lot of guys like that. We got a lot of speedy guys. Now, he didn't say that they had Danny Gray and Watson speed. But he said, we have a lot of fast guys. And he named in particular Johnson. Malik, Ray Ray and Ayuk and then he stopped himself and said wait hold on hold on before y'all keep going before y'all keep going Jennings will get mad if I don't say him oh, yeah. and Debo also now before we get to the last part with the Debo and Jennings now,
2: what kind of speed he talking about with you because Jennings ain't got no damn
1: speed well he's I'm, I'm gonna get there so before we get to that part before we get to that part he named Johnson he named Malik he named Ray Ray and he named B.A. Of those four, we're going to take Ayuk out of this because we know Ayuk is making this roster. Malik, Ray Ray, and Johnson. That leaves us three. How many of those three do you guys think are making this roster? Let's start with Zach, then we'll go to Matt, and then we'll go to Rain. Wayne.
2: You call me Rain. All right. Out of Malik, Ray
3: Ray, and Johnson? Is that what you said? Probably Probably One. Probably Ray Ray. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if the other ones have a chance to be honest with you. Um, I, like I think Willie Sneed has a b- better chance than Johnson or Malik, to be honest with you. And that's not saying much. So I'd say Ray Ray.
1: All right, Matt, do you think any of those guys have, and, and again, this is who he named as guys with really good. Can speed. I just
2: clarify something real quick? You're talking about Marcus Johnson. So, I want people to know that you're talking about Marcus Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson is gone, but he's talking about Marcus Johnson.
0: Yes, that is, that is correct. Good call. Just so everyone is clear. Very good. Um, I'm kind of with Zach. I'm going to say one and a half. I think (laughs) there's (laughs) because I think I don't listen. I don't believe in Willie Snead, right? Like he's been around too much. I don't know what he particularly offers this offense that they don't already have. Um, And I think Malik Turner and Marcus Johnson do a very similar thing. So I think the actual battle is going to be between those three. And so it's going to it's so I guess it's what 1.66 will make the roster because either Johnson or Malik Turner has a 66% chance to make it. They're going to be one out of the three or whatever. But um, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Ray Ray is going to make the team fumble notwithstanding. He still had um, a touchdown catch. Um, on a really well thrown ball actually from uh, Nate Sudfeld looked really good Um and then the other two I mean you're really just fighting for all right who's going to be the guy that comes in on you know empty sets when you know somebody needs a breather you know what I mean the uh, we're talking about like four targets in a season guys so I I, I think that it's going to be Ray Ray, I mean, I know it's going to be Ray Ray McLeod, but beyond that, it's almost like who cares?
1: Okay, all right, now <laughs> I gotta I got get your take on this man. He's who, a who, one who? The half, yo? All right, so <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm going with two. I'm going with two. I think the battle is between Ray Ray's a lock, and I think it's a battle between Malik and Marcus Johnson. And it, it it's all going to come down to not what they do as a wide receiver, but what they do on special teams. So I think this is going to be a special teams coach selection. They both play special teams. They both play it well. They both are return guys. Like, we're going to see how, how it comes down in this game. I think this is the game. I think this is the game we're going to see who's going to be that sixth wide receiver. This
0: is definitely the game.
2: This is definitely the game. Definitely we're going to the see game. that sixth wide receiver. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I didn't think Malik played well, but I don't even think he was utilized. Like I Like, I couldn't remember even seeing him. And I did see Marcus on special teams. You know, Ray Ray is going to be the special team guy as well as a guy that's going to get more than those four targets that you were talking about. So he's a lock. Danny Gray, lock. We know that, right? Those, Those are your five. Those are your five. The six is going to come down to Marcus Johnson and Malik Turner, just like we said it would. And I think there's going to be six wide receivers. So I think that's why I went with two of those guys. I just can't tell you which one it is. My money is on Malik Turner, though.
1: All right. I like it. I like it a lot, man. Um, Now, again, we're discussing fucking that. Sorry. Oh, we're just shit. where did the get here? He smacked the shit out of himself. I might have dislocated my shit. Uh, we're we're, just, you we're going discussing a land
0: state of mind, hey, right? Hey, why you look like Mike?
1: <laughs> oh, I remember Croc was looking for that fly. He got it, too. Kroc yeah, got that fly that. his microphone. He almost had to buy a new one. Hey, we
0: had like a 20-minute conversation and laugh about that where he looked like a serial killer with his Bro, eyes. He was like, I'm, I, he was in the zone for that one.
1: I couldn't breathe discussing that shit on y'all's show, man. That was crazy. Um, uh, oh, a land state of mind. So the second part of that was Jennings will be upset if I don't mention him and Debo. Now think about this for a second, right? Jennings will be upset if I don't mention him and Debo in this conversation about guys with speed. It had nothing to do with, like, like, like Wayne said, right? What the hell is Jennings doing in this conversation? What speed is Trey Lance talking about, right? And Debo's got some decent speed, right? He was clocked as one of the top 20 ballgayers last year, right? He's, he's got speed, but he don't have that Danny Gray speed. He don't have that Ray Ray McLeod speed. You don't have that Christian Watson speed, right? Like, that's kind of what he was trying to say. But this is the state of mind that I'm talking about. Trey Lance is so in tune with everything that he doesn't even want to offend his guys. I know for a fact that Debo is going to be on this roster. I know for a fact. Jennings is going to be on this roster. I got to take care of all my guys. I'm not here to offend anybody. Anybody.
2: It's funny because he's the one that got to throw him the damn ball. It's not like they can do anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not throwing him the
1: ball. We talked about, come on now let's not pretend for four straight months it was Debo's holding out because he wants Jimmy instead of Trey Lance because he was doing more with come on that was a conversation amongst 49 ers fans I'm not saying that you guys did that on your platforms I don't think any of us bought into that mindset but it was definitely a, com- a conversation throughout the entire offseason so Zach Why did Trey Lance go out of his way? And he did it laughing. He had a smile on his face. I can pull the clip if you guys want to, but he had a smile on his face when he mentioned those two guys in particular. And he said it was because he didn't want Jennings to be mad at him for not mentioning them.
3: So to me, I think this just shows how close they are as, as friends, not just teammates. Um, Because to me, that rang like there was an outside conversation regarding speed or maybe this is something that they previously discussed. Maybe they've had races, whatever the case may be, to where they've previously discussed who's the fastest, who's fast out of all of us. And I agree with you, Mike. There was a sense of these guys are for sure going to be here, so I got to include them. But I also think he kind of said it, you know, jokingly in the sense that, oh, my guy, Juwan's going to get upset if I don't include him because we previously talked about who's the fastest and he feels he should be included. So that's how I took it is there's an outside previous conversation that he's probably referring to. It's like, you know, somewhat of an inside joke to where he needed to feel
0: included.
1: You guys agree or disagree with Zach? You have a different spin on it. Go
0: ahead, Matt. Uh, First of all, just for context, Juwan Jennings ran a 4.73 at the combine. All right. Not a
2: 4.37. I think you might want to say it one more time. Some people have dyslexia. (laughs)
0: 4.7.
2: i put that shit on the screen so they could read it because i I just want people to know it wasn't a 437
0: 4.73 seconds all right he ain't got no speed this is the 2022 version of trey lance right when the quarterback (laughs) is getting sacked a bunch and then the quarterback goes to the podium and they go what happened today and the quarterback goes i gotta get the ball out of my hand faster and then you know the whole offensive line has been nothing but a turnstile all day, right? You just don't throw your guys under the bus. You have your guys back. Listen, Jimmy's the type of dude that's going to leave you on red. Trey Lance is going to reply right away. Okay, that's what's going on now. Debo four four eight. That's respectable. It ain't Danny Gray with his four three three or whatever it was, but four four eight. Nothing to sneeze at. I think that part of it, again, you know with what Mike alluded to, he knows Jennings making the team Debo making the team. Iuke, I think, you know, I didn't run a 40, but it was reported that he could run in the high four threes in from his college. And Ayuk's pretty fast, you know, these guys are fast, right? He's trying to shine a light on some of the guys that are, are on the bubble, trying to pump his guys up at the bottom while also being like, Hey, and don't forget about my guys on the starting lineup. Don't think that I'm dogging them just because I'm talking about them, okay? Because he realizes it's not just about speed. It's about all the things that you can do with that speed. It's about how you run your routes. In, in terms of Jawan Jennings, Jawan Jennings is, I think he's still the biggest wide receiver we have on the team in terms of just pure size. So there's a skill set there where Jawan Jennings going to be able to high point a ball that maybe Debo can't do because Debo is 5'11", right? And Jawan Jennings is 6'3", 6'4", whatever he is. And so this is just another example of how natural a leader that Trey Lance is and how how thoughtful he is and how he approaches the players on the team. You know what I'm saying? So this is a good sign. This, to me, is just another feather in the cap of Trey Lance and this becoming his team in 2022. And it speaks to all that stuff in the media about how Jimmy was such a good leader. It That, that to me, is overblown because Trey Lance is coming in, and he's killing the game right now. Well, wait, know, wait, 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 wait.
1: Before Wayne goes, again, Matt, well said. Again, the Trey Lance state of mind. This is what this whole show is about. So Matt laid it out really well. But I have a question for you guys. Wayne, you can answer first. Did we ever get a confirmation on exactly how tall Danny Gray is? Cause I saw from five eleven to six two, and I'm not kidding. I I read articles, and all of them had a different height for this guy. Do we actually know how tall he is, Wayne?
2: I I, I just go whatever I see on PFF.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, all right. But go ahead. Your th- your thoughts on the on these comments here from our new quarterback, man?
2: Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna piggyback off of Mike, and I've been saying that Trey Lance, um. Has been a leader for a long time. Uh, I think he was partly leading last year on the sideline. I think he was sitting there building a rapport with guys and letting guys know, hey man, this is what I see. Yo, I could do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like we could try this. And I just, I just think he's naturally a leader. And if you, and when they ask the players, they interview the players. What did they? What's the first thing they say? He does. He doesn't try to be a leader. He naturally does it. And so him not throwing anybody under the bus, him including just about everybody is showing that he's a leader. Now, I know he was joking, but maybe he meant far as speed is how quick he can go up and catch a ball. Maybe that he's fast at that. Like, he, you could throw a ball in any type of an area. I I would say that I think Juwan Jennings has one of the best catch radiuses On the team, like you could throw it to the ground. You could throw it high. He just has that catch radius where he can go and get the ball. As far as just breakout speed, I know he wasn't talking about that. So maybe he's just talking about as far as him going up and get the ball. And if he was joking with Jawan, that's what's up, man. You want to see these guys. First thing you want to do, because it's always business, right? You want to see them have fun, man. You want to see them enjoy their job. Your job is way better when you're having fun doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just makes the job go by faster, the day faster, the practice better. This is that. And the third. And I think, I just think Trey Lance is bringing that to the organization. He's bringing fun. For example, I started to see Kyle Shanahan smile. Now, if y'all motherfuckers ain't see Kyle Shanahan smile, go back and watch that Danny Gray touchdown. There was a smile. Wasn't a Grinch smile. It was like, Motherfucker, I told you I got somebody for y'all type of smile. It Kyle is starting to have fun. If your coach is having fun, Trey Lance is not just the next, you know, best thing to happen. To the San Francisco 49ers, he just because he's a quarterback and he can do certain things and we still he's still unproven and he's still gonna improve and he's still he's gonna struggle at times all quarterbacks struggle NFL. But my point is He's bringing another different type of aspect to the livelihood of the 49ers. And in my opinion, and I know we didn't rebuild, but it seems like they're being rebirthed, right? Like like there's a different type of energy in that building and all the players. Because if you go and watch Danny Gray's presser, he'll tell you, man, look, I ain't never caught a pass for Trey Lance in my life in practice. But I tell you what, we were after practice. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this Trey Lance state of mind, I like that. I like that because if everybody gets on that page, if he's able to insert that state of mind throughout the older guys, throughout the younger guys, throughout the coaches, this team is going to be in it for a long time to come. And all we got to do is be patient. We've been patient. We've been patient. So there's no reason for us to not continue to be patient as he continues to grow as a fan base.
0: By the way, to answer uh, Mike's question, Danny Gray's official combine height was 5'11 and 7'8, but he does have a wingspan of 6'4 and 7'8. So he's got he's got some long arms.
3: Yo, Wayne, to yep. so further your point, is this one of the few cases where a team can actually say, we're reloading, we're not rebuilding? Exactly.
2: It seems think, like that. Think, think about it, though. Think about what they did. Think about it. They they reloaded on defense. What do I mean by that? They 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 got depth and we can't even keep them all. We let one go today after they brought them in. So they're they're reloading to put the best pieces. For this team, because I tell you right now, if the 49ers have healthy depth, there's no way they're losing the Super Bowl. They, they, they will be the Super Bowl contenders. It's just about them being healthy and their depth being healthy because the depth needs to be almost damn near as good as the starters because injuries are going to happen in football, guys. That's what happens you play football. You get, you get injured. I go running and I'm fucking injured. I probably injured man. every day, man. I'm 41 years old. I go running and I be like, something not right my knee. Matt, I hit you up and said... Do I have some can, can I get new knees? You say no, nah, you're just getting old. I like, okay, my bad. That's what it is. I'm getting right.
0: old. It is what it is. No, I'm with you, oh, and wait. I think that speaks to the super chat we got earlier with the guy who was like, Hey, we get we get wrecked every year at all these positions that we're thin at. And it's like, because you're thin, right? Like everybody in the NFL goes through injuries, and you notice the, the injuries to the to the positions that are thin first, right? Correct. Like we've already had, I mean, you know, uh uh defensive t- uh defensive tackle we got injured i can't remember who it is uh oh uh, ridgeway it uh, is if that's he's injured too that's hey well he's bad i back think we got now. a couple i think we got a couple though right that are injured but it's you know it's one of those things where oh it's a uh, hearst Hurst went on il oh hearst went like on ir sport. yeah
2: yep yep he's out for yeah
0: so sorry ir il is baseball my bad um same difference <laughs> But it's one of those things where we don't really notice it. It took look, look how long it took me to remember his name because we rock eleven deep, right? But I know for a fact Jimmy Ward has got a hamstring injury that's going to keep him out at least until week one, if not longer. And that's because we don't have as many names there, and so that hurts a little worse. Um, well, that, that's a good. Question. Yeah, they came out today and said it. It was pretty. It was a pretty. You know good hamstring injury in terms yeah, of I think like, it like a grade
2: weird. two so it's about yeah about he's month. probably gonna be
0: out probably until he's <clears throat> i would say right now as it stands he's probably questionable for week one he probably won't be right until like week two or three
2: i or personally or three. guys i wouldn't i wouldn't play him till week two th- week two week three it's got, i mean that's kind of oh, we don't
0: need them against the crusty bears we did <laughs> mike was on when we did our list and the bears i think we ranked them number 30 or something like that the, i don't
2: think we need them with the seahawks either No, i know i know they got better weapons i know they got no. They got the yeah,
0: the hey the seahawks were like number 29 or something too they're trash too so <laughs> they don't yeah.
2: have a quarterback that's my point um exactly.
1: so you know we're not we're not worried about those guys
0: they don't here. have we're a running good. back now
1: that's
2: right. That's right. Well, they, Listen, they will have a running back if we cut Jeff Wilson Jr., Trey Sermon, or any one of those guys. They will definitely pick up that guy. I can tell you that right now.
1: Bruce, thanks for the super chat here. Any idea how long Ward should be out with the hamstring and who's replacing him? Could that be a big loss? Zach, who do you think... I'm sorry, go ahead and go. Uh, who do you think would be the top replacement for Jimmy Ward? Uh, one thing I've heard this offseason is that they're kind of cross-training these guys, and you can actually see it. Um, there was there was a, a series in the in the preseason game where uh, Dante Johnson went from nickel to free safety, never left the field, like just kind of slid over. And like so they are clearly cross training certain guys in the secondary here. Uh, hopefully we don't have to miss a beat. Who do you think uh, will be the top replacement for Jimmy War? So, first of all, this is
3: in my opinion, a big loss, even though it's not against teams that we're concerned about. Jimmy Ward is as underrated of a 49er that I can remember. Um, He finally made the top 100. And look, myself included, a lot of us fans, when they re-signed him a couple years back, were like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, we can't get rid of this guy even if we wanted to. And how quickly have we all done a 180 because he's been solid. He's been consistent. He shows up. From what I remember the past few years, he hasn't been injured as much as he was in the first few years to start his career. And that's been a huge benefit to his career. And he talks trash. He backs it up. He called Matt Stafford, the same Matt Stafford that was in Detroit. What does he do the first time he plays him? Picks him off twice when he takes to the end zone. So this could be a big loss. I'm hoping it's not more than the first two to three weeks to start the year. Um, I think they can survive without him. As far as who replaces him, would it not be the guy that they just signed george Odom? would it not be him to come in and fill that role i know he brought in was brought in primarily for special teams but he played some safety spots at indianapolis he started a good amount of games there so maybe it's not as good talent wise but maybe it's better than plugging a dante in there I don't, know. I don't
1: know and it's not it's probably not a coincidence that when the player spoke it was just him and juice so maybe that's why maybe he's the guy out there getting those reps. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? And then we'll go to Matt after that on this. Uh, who is replacing Jimmy Ward?
2: I mean, <laughs> I, I, you would think it's Odom. He's the guaranteed money guy. I'm just not sold on him. I didn't think he played particularly well in Green Bay. Um, but now you're telling him to play free safety. Uh, and, and so I, I don't know, I, I think, honestly, I think it's going to be Tavarius more. <laughs> um, but I think he plays better back there than opposed to him playing up in the box. And so, you know, when, when Bullock is talking about his safeties, he wants these guys to be able to play safety, not free, not strong, both safety period. And so I think we're going to see some interchangeable things. I think we're going to see Tavares more Talano to be the starting safeties While Jimmy Ward is uh, rehabilitating, Um, and this is going to be good for Tavarius Moore because, like Matt said earlier, he has that that injury that when you pop your Achilles. I was talking to Smitty the other day, and he was kind of like breaking it down, like where where the Achilles is. You know, he does this little thing. You know, everybody bend down and grab the back of the the heel. You know what I'm saying? That little thing right there. When that thing pops, you know it's harder to come back from that than it is an ACL and then it's all in your head. And then for certain players, they got to be able to run and cut and do all these types of things. And so I'm with Matt. I think he was more in his head, a little bit more uh, scared. And I think he just needs to play more football. He was having a hell hell of a camp, but again, it was camp and it was against his own players. And then he gets out there in the real player. And I just think he had a brain fart, let him start, let him get acclimated to the game let him go out there against those guys, the Justin Jeffersons and the Adam Thielen's and the, and the Osborne's let him go out there and get his, get some reps. I, and I think it's going to be him. Uh, and I, I think if he plays well in this and these scrimmages and these matchups and things like that against the Vikings, I think it's going to be him as the starting free safety who fun getting in the box. But I think they interchange depending on looks coverages.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think we yeah. all agree that it's a big loss. Uh, Matt, What do you think about that? And then uh, the replacement.
0: You know, I agree with Wayne. I think I think the big thing that you you need to remember, particularly in and I agree that part of it is a mental aspect of the game. But also when you're rehabbing something, you're not actually actively training it in the same way you would as if you were healthy. So there's some deconditioning in terms of football shape and in the way that he has to move when he's coming back from that Achilles. And that's something that's going to take time. It's going to take reps. But I do think that Tarverius Moore is going to be the starter at that position. I mean, there's really no other option at, at that spot. You know, Odom is, again, I'm not super sold on Odom. I know that people in Indy were talking him up as somebody who could potentially become a, an every down safety. But he his bread and butter was special teams. And that I believe that that's largely why we brought him here was for special teams. And they weren't expecting him to have to be part of the, you know, the, the starting lineup. And we've been blessed with Jimmy Ward being healthy the last couple of years. And you know, to Zach's point, Jimmy Ward used to be very contentious among the fan base. I don't think so much for his skill as it was the fact that he was just unreliable. If he wasn't breaking his forearm, he was having a high ankle sprain that kept him out, or if it wasn't the high ankle sprain, it was this or that and so we've had a relative healthy couple of years from jimmy ward and he's actually been able to show off why he was drafted where he was drafted at and that's a big hole to fill and again as we said with the super chat earlier you feel those acutely at a position where you have the thinnest talent and safety right now is looking awful thin and i know that people love talent ohufanga and i love him too as an in-the-box safety but in coverage He's not that fast, man, and he can be exposed. And I think that that's something that we need to look out for, too. And I think that Jimmy Ward is talented enough to cover a lot of warts. And when he's not out there, I think that this is going to be something that that stings a little bit. I don't think it'll sting into the season just because Justin Fields is going to be completely shit on by the Chicago organization because they're a terrible organization and Seattle just sucks now. Um, so there's time to get it right. And there's time to play with the lineup a little bit. But I do agree that this week is going to be very important to see how that kind of starting situation shakes out while Jimmy Ward is on the shelf.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say, uh, keep an eye out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some sort of combination between Moore and Hufunga or if we see even Dante Johnson mixed in with Hufunga, right? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. Now, do we got a word on
0: Dante right? Johnson's ribs and how, how long he's going to be out?
1: I I don't know, honestly, Um, but they have like certain pads and things like that for rib injuries. As long as you can move and function properly, I think keeping them at free safety would probably actually protect them from the bigger hits as opposed to playing down the box, you know, or playing nickel. So uh, I think that Dante Johnson could be a very strong possibility. Look, as long as these guys are communicating back there, I think the Niners are going to be okay. Um, Now, Melissa is back in here. I know she said she had another show to watch tonight. I didn't expect to see her in here. She says, hey, uh, she says Big Mike, what do you think of Talanohufunga? Funga? Uh, big hit bringing that hitner energy. And I promise you, I'm going to get to that later. I promise you I'm going to get to that a little bit later. Um, I did want to show you guys one other thing really quick. I'm going to do a screen share. Uh, we were talking. This is just a backtrack, just a little bit here. But I was looking for it, and I found the spot where um, Trey Lance is talking about the uh, wide receiver. So just because I found the spot, and I did a lot of searching trying to find it, Really quick, I do want to play that. Um, Here it is right here. Trey Lance talking about the uh, wide receivers and their speed. Christian Watson. He's on the
2: sideline. Yeah, actually, actually today. But no disrespect. We got some we got a lot of fast guys this year. I mean, we got Marcus Johnson, Malik, uh, B.A. and Ray Ray also. Jawan going to get mad at me if I'm going to say Jawan and Debo also. So we got fast guys this year. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun uh, to play with those guys. And obviously, it's fun to, to see what they do with the ball.
1: All right, so that's that. Uh, Let me get rid of that screen there. All right, so I just wanted, I know I left a little logo up there and everything. I wasn't going to go take it down and put it back up and all that stuff. Um, You know, there was a super chat. I teased Zach, actually, I think in private, that I had a question to start the show with. Um, And I meant to do it when we had this super chat here from 49ers Throwback with Do you think Jimmy gets cut or traded? I I wanted to do this to warm the show up a little bit. Uh, But I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, And this is going to be to the whole panel. You got to pick one. If you had to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to one team or the other, which team would it be? The Seattle Seahawks, because we know about their struggles with their uh, quarterbacks and, and so on and so forth. Or the Los Angeles Rams. If you had to choose a team to trade Jimmy to. Now think about this. If you had to choose a team to trade him to, Who's it going to be? Let's go with Seattle. Wayne. Oh, sorry.
0: Shit. No, no, no. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I like that.
0: Listen, it ain't no question for me. Seattle, because Los Angeles is the more talented roster, and we know from experience that a talented roster can carry Jimmy Garoppolo to the playoffs. Jimmy ain't getting to the playoffs with Seattle, and DK ain't going to put up with that shit, and there's going to be a lot of frustration. P. Carroll, not a great play caller, not an offensive guy. Not going to utilize Jimmy in the way that he needs to be utilized. Sean McVay, the... F- he's going to know he's going to be able to break down. I watched Sean McVay do a thing where he remembered plays from like years ago, down to the formation, the motion they ran, what happened on the play, the yardage they got, whatever that type of offensive guy is going to know how to maximize Jimmy just by watching him from the opposite sideline. He had to sit there for two 49ers wins this past season to the year before that. When Jimmy wasn't there, he has compare and contrast knows what's Kyle's system. What is Jimmy Garoppolo and it's going to be able to extrapolate how to get the most talent out of Jimmy. So for me, it's an easy one: go to Seattle and languish and mediocrity.
1: All right, Wayne, what you think, man? I'm just going
2: to second it. It's common sense. You trade him to Seattle. Matt already explained it. It's it's that's the team you. And as much as I hate Seattle, that's where you want him to go. There's nobody. That's where you want Jimmy to go. Because my thing is this: I want Jimmy to go to Seattle. Because if the Seahawks beat the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan's ass got to go. Like, at that point, I'm over with Kyle Shanahan. There's no way he should lose to Seattle with Jimmy Garoppolo. He should know all the secret tendencies, the secrets of society, the skull keys, whatever it is. He Speaking of Lock and Key, you watch that show, Lock and Key is pretty good on Netflix. But listen, he should know everything about Jimmy Garoppolo to beat Jimmy Garoppolo. So I want him to go to Seattle, but it would be Seattle.
1: I'm supposed to be the hot take guy. And Wayne comes on here and says that if Kyle loses to Seattle, he should be fired. The the people in the chat, there's 278 people watching right now. No one said shit to Wayne. This one person says,
2: I sound stupid. I sound stupid when this coach of ours should be able to beat a a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows Jimmy Garoppolo. Usually those coaches beat the the Jimmy Garoppolo. You should be able to beat him.
1: All right. All right, it's cool. All right, uh, uh, Zach, what do you got, man? What do you think?
2: Send his ass to Los Angeles, baby.
3: What the hell are we talking about? You telling me if Jimmy Garoppolo is the opposing team's – I'm getting too hyped. Is the opposing team's quarterback, you wouldn't rather have him in L.A. and bring their ass down? And bring their ass down?
2: Because I go along with what Matt said. I get where you're going, but they they have a more talented roster. So did we, yeah, well, and
0: look where that got on. us. And here, yeah, but here's the thing, too. The only reason why L.A. would want to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo is because Matt Stafford wasn't available. Yeah. Right? Which is likely. But Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be better than the backup that they have now. But they got to so pay. It's not bringing the – I'd rather have the shitty backup they have now in Los Angeles and then have Jimmy on a team with no fucking talent to carry him. That's better for us in the division.
1: I'm with Zach. I I say you kill two birds with one stone. Seattle's already bad. Leave them bad. And then you go and you send Jimmy to to the Rams and make them worse. That's what I say. And there's no way that this defense that picked off Jimmy five times in a row in practice loses to Jimmy Garoppolo. I say you put the the death nail in that they might make it to the playoffs. Matt said it, right? A, a, A good team, a good roster can carry Jimmy to the postseason. That is fine. What won't happen... Is this team losing to Jimmy in said playoffs? And that's why we couldn't advance last year.
0: You'd rather face Jimmy Garoppolo on the Rams than fucking John Wolford on the Rams. That's, yep. crazy, talk, because bro. that's know, crazy talk. I know I mean, know I,
2: I don't know. I'll be trying to tell you, man. Mike be making me scratch my head. Mike that's,
0: that's, that's hey, that's low key. See what like, honestly, here? That's low this came key. from nothing He'll but nine. I ain't trying to disrespect Jimmy like that to say that John Wolford ass better than him.
3: It's, it's Damn, not necessarily dude. that Wolford is better. I think that in the given situation, would you rather bring Seattle up to six or seven wins or bring the Rams down to nine or 10 wins? I would rather bring I'd the rather Rams bring down.
0: Seattle up to six or seven wins and the Rams down to six or seven wins because John Wolford sucks. Dick
2: I'm with, I'm with Matt.
0: I mean, and then, and then you bring, and then you bring Arizona down to seven and nine because we all know that they collapse in the second half and there's I've no DeAndre it. Hopkins for the first six games because he tattooed himself out of the league. Bingo.
2: This man's spitting facts. None of us are afraid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Not a
0: single none of one the, of us. On yeah, None of us are afraid of Jimmy Garoppolo, but you're tempting fate because you should be afraid of people like Cooper Cup when Cooper Cup runs routes that Jimmy throws well. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't hear no comments. I hear fucking crickets. They, they, that's my point. Listen, two listen. I, did, lost lost two off- I, I, I don't care about them offensive
1: linemen. Jimmy sure, Garoppolo is their quarterback. You, you have just got to get the ball off hey, quick. He gets John Wolford's ass is so like bad. With I
0: had to Google who the fuck the Rams backup was because I didn't even know. All right. I I know exactly who he is. Okay. So the
1: the Rams are going to find a way to win enough games to be in it in the last two seasons of the game with or without Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll put it to you this way. I say you put him there in case they make it. And we know that we can beat them in the postseason that's all i'm saying the sea C- the seahawks aren't gonna yeah, make it jimmy, jimmy, jimmy garoppolo goes
2: to to the rams and he'll find the fountain of fucking youth he'll be healthy all 17 games i i, I put five fucking dollars on that joint bro i guarantee you let matthew Stafford be out for elbow Titus, or something jimmy garoppolo <laughs> will birth- be, play every <laughs> game because birth- he you know what I meant. Because he don't want he don't want he don't want Matthew Stafford getting his job back. I'm telling you, man.
0: Well, I mean, Matthew Stafford would get his job back anyway. But here's my right. thing. Right. If, no, if, if not, Jimmy if Jimmy's winning not on the Rams, and for whatever reason, Matthew Stafford is injured, that Rams team is not going to make the playoffs. And that Seattle's not going to make the playoffs, whether they have Jimmy or not. And Arizona is the most fringe playoff team that you can think of without a DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the season. So what are we left with? We're looking at Dallas and Philly, who we both beat last year. Trash. We're looking at Tampa Bay, which could be a challenge. We're looking at Green Bay, who we bitch slap around every time we play them when we're healthy, right? And then we got whoever is going to come out of, I don't know, wherever else, whoever the other wild card is going to be. Doesn't matter. I think Jimmy on the Seattle Seahawks, if if Matthew Stafford is injured, this is all contingent upon Matthew Stafford being actually injured, which the elbow thing still lingering around is actually concerning for like Tommy John-style UCL tear. Neither here nor there. Jimmy Garoppolo on Seattle means that this division is 49ers to win. Plain and simple.
1: All right, I like it. I like it, and if you guys like it, hit that like button, man. I'm going to take this off of here uh, so we can. Hey, James the said,
0: top left guy is right. Thank you, James. I appreciate you.
1: I think you're muted, Mike. Oh, I I do agree that the Rams are the top competition for us uh, this season. All right, so um, I wanted to start the show with that. I can't believe I let it go uh, that long without getting into it. That was supposed to kick it off and get everyone like. Riled up. So. I thought all the right, question you had
3: for us was what taco meat do we like?
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I was there over here thinking, "Tak, pokeball." Yo, is that what y'all called that shit? That's what it is. Yeah, pokey. Okay. Uh, I said yeah. poke, so I don't even know what that is. Like uh, I'm like sitting here, like, what do? you Got to catch them all. Like I didn't know what y'all were
0: talking it's, about. Though. It's like raw fish. It's like usually raw fish, like ahi, on top of like oh, it's food know, rice and whatever else. It's, it's, it's essentially non-rolled sushi. Ah,
1: okay. All right. I I've never had it, so I, I didn't know anything about that. All right, so we have two more things that we're going to go through here. I'm going to get to one here. Uh, Womack, I'm not going to play his part of the presser, right? Uh, but they asked him about, you know, um, about his mindset, his mentality. And he basically said, um, I didn't care. Oh, no, they asked him, uh, when did you know you were going to be a factor here for the 49ers? That's what the question was. And he said, I didn't care what team I got on. This is me. This is who I'm going to be. I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity given to me. Didn't matter who drafted me. I can't be anyone other than myself. Right? So he was basically saying, I'm coming in no matter what the roster, and I'm going to make some noise because I know what I can do. Right? And I wanted to compare that to the comments that annoyed me of Talanoa Hufunga. When he was asked a similar question, was it your plan to just make the team on special teams last year and this year, be in the running to be a starter at Strong Safety. And his his response was, I'm just blessed to be here and I'm going to pray and meditate on it. And kumbaya, I'm, I, I love everybody and I just want to go out there and give it my best effort. And I blasted Hufunga for that trash ass response. I hated that response. I want to see someone confident. I want to see someone assertive in their thoughts. I want to see someone, you know, just smelling themselves. Like, yo, I'm here for a reason. They drafted me for a reason. They picked me for a reason. That's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of talk I want to hear. So when you listen to those two comments, right? When you compare those two, and again, I paraphrase both of them. So if you guys remember the exact quotes, by all means go for it. But when you compare those two comments, does it speak different or is it the same thing and one guy's just being more humble? Zach, what do you think? Did Hufanga make these comments last year? Or no, was that was this year. was this year. It was it was before mm. it was before the game. Uh, he did a presser and they asked him, you know, was before it before this game Friday? Plan? Yes. Okay. Was it part All of right. your plan to uh, be in the running as a starter for strong safety and last year just make the team on special teams? Because I don't know if you guys remember last year, his thing was, I'm going to be this best special teams player uh, on the roster. That's my goal right now. That, that's Those were his words last year. And that's why that question was asked to him. So
3: there's a lot of context here, right? When he was first brought in, I don't think anybody expected him to start. Um, He probably was told you're not going to start, which is why he put all of his eggs in. I'm going to be the best special teams player. Um, He sat behind Tart. The team kind of interchangeably makes use them throughout the year. Um, So I think they're coming from two totally different positions because Hufanga has always been whatever I need to do. uh, However, I I can be used. I'm just happy to be here type situation Whereas Samuel Womack has come in and it kind of seems like the team has given him a full opportunity to earn that starting gig, so I think Hufanga has been along the lines of, if I if I latch on, that's good enough for me because they were told me I probably wasn't going to get a gig. So if I latch on, it's probably going to be special teams, and then I'm going to have to work my way up from there. So he's, I'm just happy to be here. Whereas Womack's like, Yo, I'm here. I'm gonna. I know what I can do. I'm. I'm about it. I'm confident. This is what I can bring. You guys already saw it. Granted, I know these comments were before the game, but still. I think they're just from two totally different mindsets. And I think if you would have brought Hufanga in and given him the same sort of situation that Womack is in, where you have the chance to compete for a starting gig right away, maybe we would have seen something a little different out of Hufanga. But I think because of how last year went, how he's been brought up with the team, he's still in that mindset of, hey, this was kind of better than I had already expected. So I'm just happy to be here.
1: You guys have a different take from Zach?
0: I, I think there's a cultural aspect to it with the Samoan upbringing for, for Hufanga. That's part of it. Um, I know I've, I've been around a lot of um, Samoan households. Um, I just... Great food, by the way. Um, but they're just very family-oriented, very humble people that play a role in their familial structure and try not to you know, go too far outside of the box thinking that they're better because family is such an important part you know uh of of the culture there here's the other thing i like what womack is saying it actually sells me on him even more for me being a corner versus being a safety it's a little different right the safeties kind of play off each other and they do their thing even in man coverage safeties are typically stuck in like too high right like or or they're going to be like one high you know You you like, like, so for like cover two man, right? Your corners are in man coverage, your safeties are in too high zone coverage. The cornerback is almost like a fighter pilot, they're on their own, right? The whole Revis Island thing I'm on an island, it's me, I depend on me. So I like the fact that he's like, I don't give a shit where I go, I'm gonna do my thing. That little bit of cockiness is something that you need in a corner that's going to allow him, if he does give up something, that he's going to. You know, toss it off the back and be like, all right, you got me this time, but I got something for you this time. You know, it that to me is what I want to see in a corner. I don't mind Hufanga being a little more humble because he goes out there. I mean, and we saw in the preseason game too, dude thumps. So no problem there. Right. Um, But Womack being a little more, a little more uh, cocky out there, I like it.
1: All right, Breezy, what say you?
0: Um,
2: I mean, I mean, I, I, I want all our players to be somewhat cocky, right? Um, I want them to feel like they're the best at their position they're the best at what they do. They go out there and prove it. Some can talk it. Some can back it up. I mean, nobody was, you know, I, I don't remember as a safety. I don't remember guys like like Ronnie Lott. Not being cocky, like Muff was cocky, but but like Ronnie Lock like
0: cut off the end of his own fucking fingers. <laughs> I'm just saying like he was a different. That breed. dude was on a different level of wild. Okay, but, there's but, no comparison. But,
2: but my point is, I want that from players all the way
0: around. Is you can be. Humble. I don't think that's cocky. I think that's a mental health issue. Fear. <laughs> I'm that's just fair. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 that's, no, that's fair. Just though. But. But my point
2: is, when it comes to these defensive players, those guys got to go out there and make plays. Now, I'm not saying that Hufanga, there's nothing soft about him because he goes out there and he puts the pads on somebody every single time he goes out there on the field. He might blow a coverage, but he's knocking somebody out. Right. And that's what I like about him. So, you know, maybe you're right, Matt, maybe it could be a cultural upbringing to where he's just more like he's humble about the things and he's thankful for the opportunities. He doesn't care where he plays and things like that. Whereas Samuel Womack was kind of the same way at first in the presser, but then he was also saying, hey, man, look, you know, I know what I could do out there. Cause like, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, I've been doing this for a minute. Y'all just ain't seen it yet. Like, right. And so I'm kind of cool with that. And I think I'm going along the lines of what Matt was saying. You do expect that from cornerbacks, uh, not to compare these guys with these hall of famer guys, but you know, Deion Sanders talk junk, Charles Woodson talk junk, uh, all these guys that were lockdown guys that made a name for themselves Talked junk and they backed it up. So, I, hey it to each their own. I think that's what it is for me, Mike. I th- it's just to each their own. I think. No, they just I, I, own. I
1: think I think we're dealing with different personality traits here. And to to your point about backing it up, right? When I went on my rant about Hufunga and his soft spokenness and his humble and this timid nature that he had, I was like, bro, I can't believe this is what I'm hearing. I want to hear more. And then I ended my rant with, however. If he goes out here in this game and he backs it up, I will happily apologize. And so Melissa was asking, Mike, what do you think about him now? Talanoa Hufunga, I apologize. You can talk as soft as you want at the podium as long as you continue to play the way that you played. Uh, Everyone talks about that, you know, the big interception return where the ball flew up in the air. He was the one taking the legs out of the receiver. No No one gave him any kind of credit. On that play, he didn't make the first contact to pop the ball up in the air, but he, he cleated my man essentially. The ball flies up in the air and we get the interception and the nice return. Listen, he can go out there and do his thing. He can say whatever he wants at the podium, bring the heat. I know how soft spoken Troy Palomalu was. Uh, I, I understand, you know, this is a very religious person, everything. And by the way, by the way, his mic'd up segment oh, made me like quiet. him even more. Yeah, handshakes with everybody, bro. He had a handshake with Kim, the he, freaking team photographer. Photographer, yeah. Bro, what I, Are I you will kidding? say, I
2: will, I will say the Trey Lance handshake was a bit cheesy, but maybe he just wasn't trying to numb his hand. That's what I was. I don't know if that sounds bad and insane, but you know, pause, I guess. But maybe he was just trying, you know what I'm saying? Because Trey got to go out there and grip a ball. And yep, yep, Mike, I see where you're going with this. All right, here we go. Uh, thanks, Mike. First,
1: <laughs> nah, man, the critics everywhere. They everywhere. man. I can't get away with nothing. I'm sitting here trying to tell you all that Trey Lance's mindset is one that we've needed in this locker room, man. That's, that's-, what, that's what the whole purpose of tonight's show was. From the time that he started talking um I, during that presser, this is a completely different mindset. We're not used to this. You know, mentioning players that aren't asking you to be mentioned. You know what I'm saying? Going up there and just bigging up your guys. The depth pieces on the roster, guys that aren't likely to make the final 53. You know what I'm saying? This is the mindset. This is the the state of mind that we need. What Trey Lance is bringing to the 49ers is something that we haven't had in a little bit. And I'm not talking about the deep passes. Not talking about the scrambling ability. None of that. I'm talking about a leader under center. Honestly, we probably haven't seen it. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you a name. It's probably going to shock you guys. Brian Hoyer. He was really good at the podium. He was really good at bigging up the rest of his teammates. He was trash on the field, but he was really, really good at bigging up his teammates. You know what I'm saying? Getting everybody involved, keeping his teammates in the back of his mind at all times, right? Someone who put that work in on the field and off the field. We're seeing Trey Land saying, Yo, I, it felt like everybody was yelling at me to slide. I, I knew I had to do it in that moment. That's the beauty in what we're seeing right now. That was the purpose of today's show. I don't know if anybody on here can possibly disagree with that. Trey Lance's state of mind is one that is going to be needed and is one that it looks to me to be sustainable for a long period of time here. What do you guys think?
2: I agree. I, that, that was, I think I said that about 50 minutes ago, but I agree.
0: I think, I think that I also agree. Um, I think that, you know, and we, we just talked about a topic. We were talking about the Womack versus you know, Talanohufanga. Hufanga. And I think that the Trey Lance state of mind is a little bit more soft spoken, but I mean, one of the best presidents in our history, Teddy Roosevelt said, speak softly, carry a big stick. As long as you go out there and you're getting the job done, you know, you can be as complimentary. You can be as quiet. You can be as boisterous. You can do whatever you want. It's all about the results on the field. And I think that Trey Lance is off on a really, really good foot. And I think that it's very, very obvious that, He's put in the work in the offseason because he looks night and day better than he did last year. And that's that is super exciting.
3: Mike, the reason why I asked you when Huff said these comments was because none of us would have expected Trey Lance to come in here and say last year and say, I know what I can do. I should be the starter. I'm here to earn my role, and I'm gonna I'm gonna prove that to you guys right now. Obviously, a lot of this context plays into it now that Trey Lance has been basically. Confirmed, you know, publicly and I assume privately that this is your team. We're seeing a totally different Trey vocally, the stuff that he's saying, the way he's talking to his teammates. So, I really like the way he's gone about handling things, and the kid is just so well spoken. He's so young, and the way he handles the media, you couldn't ask for a better, better quarterback up there answering questions the way he does. So, I'm excited. I'm happy to have him. Yeah, to
1: have him. you know, it's funny you say that because. Kyle was asked, you know, Trey Lance is more loose. He's got, he's joking more. He's uh, bringing in, you know, mentioning other players and all that. Is this new for this year or is this who Trey Lance has always been? And Kyle said, he's always been this guy. He just didn't speak to the media a lot last year. So, I mean, certain guys just have it in them. You know, it, it, it comes out of them. The one thing we heard immediately after drafting this kid was he's a leader and he's a workaholic. Guys, that's exactly what tonight's entire show was about. It was about Trey Lance's work ethic and how much of a part of the team. He knows that he's the fabric of this team, right? It's it's incredible, and I think we're in really, really good hands. Guys, we're at the final part of the show here. Uh, I don't think there were any more Super Chats that I missed. Let me just scroll up really quick. Uh, I don't see any more. So here we are, guys. It's final thoughts time. So what we're going to do is we're going to highlight each individual. We're going to let you guys rock. Let me take this thing off here. Sorry about that. Uh, we're gonna start with Matt here. You give us your final thoughts. Anything that you want to leave the people with, tell them where to find you, where to follow you, all that good stuff. The floor is yours. And then we'll after you, we'll go to Breezy, then we'll go to uh, Zach, and then I'll give my final thoughts and then we'll we'll get out of here. We'll sign out.
0: Perfect. I just want to say thanks again for having us on the show. Me and Zach, 49ers Hive. Check us out. I'm at Mr. Matt BSN. Um, final thoughts is this entire show is about the Trey Lance state of mind, and it's pretty clear. That he's just a natural at this and with dealing with the media dealing with teammates being a leader grinding that kind of stuff tells me that Trey Lance is going to be a success what's around him is going to be very important i'm still concerned about the offensive line i want to see a bunch of improvement there week 2 is going to be very interesting against the vikings on sunday how does that how does that o line gel further but overall I mean, when you go from a Jimmy Garoppolo, who ghosts the team after he, you know, gets his, gets paid and he's just like, "Nah, I'm out of here to now, as the super chat says, triple option plays being run in practice with Trey Lance just because he brings that juice, that athleticism, that talent. Man, I couldn't be more excited. And, well, you know, it, it the sky's the limit. I mean, it's coming up 49ers so far, at least early. And as long as we can stay healthy, this is a year that we make a run. All right. So let me go back to the quad box here. My bad, Richard. No disrespect
1: intended at all. I don't know how I, I didn't see that. Uh, Breezy must have marked that one for me. So that's good. I'm glad you you marked it into the box there. Uh, guys, let's talk about this really quick. The triple the triple option here and what that brings to the team. It's a dynamic that we haven't seen since Colin Kaepernick, right? Was it? Did we run it we see, another time? Did we, did we see this? Yeah,
0: I don't know that we did triple option with. I don't Colin think we did triple. We ran, like pretty vanilla RPO. Yeah, but, it was I mean just... triple option. That's like army navy type shit, bro. You know, that's that's I, I keep
2: saying that's Colorado Cordell Stewart type shit,
0: bro. Yeah.
1: Like, well, break it down. Let's let's break this thing down in layman's terms, you guys.
2: So, so the triple option is when the quarterback has three options, right? He's an option, right. the running back's an option, and wide receiver's an option. And so it, <laughs> you watch that let's, play. And yeah. Practice. So let's
0: let's 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 do this like real quick, right? This is gonna be the easiest way to do it, right? There's gonna be two runners in the backfield. There's gonna be the quarterback. Quarterback snaps the ball. All right. There's gonna be like a a dive type play, like a running back that's not go between the tackles if the quarterback likes it he can hand it off. If he doesn't, he can pull it. He's going to head around to the end of the tackle box, right? And the other running back is actually going to follow him in a trail position. If the guy guarding the second, you know, the the second level of that option, right? If he if he follows the quarterback, quarterback pitches to the running back. If he's watching for the pitch, the quarterback turns it right upfield and goes. It's a very hard thing to defend on the edge. Um it's, it's really interesting. I don't think I've seen triple option in the NFL, like, almost at all. I haven't watched enough Ravens. Maybe the Ravens do it a little bit. But this is, like, a very interesting wrinkle in this offense. And the fact that they ran that in practice for people to film is very interesting to me.
1: That was, that was my biggest takeaway with the fact that they did it in front of people, not something that we are keeping behind reps. Is this something just to say, hey, Bears, psst, just, just work on it. I don't. I,
2: I think it's it's not just for the Bears. I think it's for the whole NFL. I I think this is a Kyle is giving the league, and it could just be deception. Look, you better be prepared for it. They can come out in that pistol offense. Kyle's defense. a troll.
0: Kyle's yeah. definitely a troll. He'd do that shit too. You
2: get what I'm saying? And they'll come out in that formation, that pistol formation. You be thinking, yo, it's the triple option we saw. Next thing you know, it's a seventy-six yard pass down the field. Play like it's just weird. Like it's i i wouldn't put it past you
0: I, I do think it's interesting that they were using debo back there and i think that it's a necessity that if they're going to put debo in the backfield that you need to have this wrinkle because every time debo was just straight up in the backfield they knew he was running the then. debo thing stopped working a little bit and yeah. i think this adds a little extra dimension where damn it's not just jimmy garoppolo back there who we hey. know i don't have to pay attention to him this- i'm gonna go and get Debo Samuel. Now I got to worry about Trey because Trey's a four or five guy and I know that he can move.
2: But this is why I couldn't figure out why Kyle wouldn't do this shit last year. You get what I'm saying? When he had the option, that's why I kept saying Trey's going to bring that extra dynamic for somebody on the defense to have to pay attention to. Because what happened was in that Rams game, and he could have just did it once. He could have even brought Trey in as deception and just tried to run something like this. It would have totally threw the Rams off, but they were cheating to stop Debo. The moment they saw Debo in the backfield in that second half, it was they eliminated. They knew he was going
0: to get the ball. Do you guys remember when Kyle said, oh, I stopped using Trey because I couldn't concentrate and call good game plans? Yeah, I
2: do remember Both
0: that. I thought that that smacked a bullshit and looking back on it, I think that this is the type of thing he always had in mind for Trey. But it's like if the players don't get enough reps, they're going to fuck it up. And I know that I'm going to be more pressed about the players making mistakes than I am about the calls. So I want the players to practice the shit until they get it right. And we know every time in a Kyle I'm Shanahan game, somebody does something wrong, he gets pissed.
2: I hear you, but I don't give a fuck. We should have won that game. And we could have won that game with a hurt-ass Jimmy Garoppolo if we just brought in something a little bit different just to throw off the other team. I feel like when you're trying to win a game, you put all the shit out there, man. You just put it out there. It If it Jimmy, doesn't work, Jimmy it doesn't played. work.
0: The Rams, said, the Rams said, we're going to take away Elijah Mitchell. We're going to take away Debo Samuel running the ball. We want Jimmy Garoppolo with a hurt shoulder and a hurt thumb to beat us. And that's exactly what they wanted. That's exactly what they got. And that's why they won that game. That's why they won. Jimmy, Kyle's stubbornness actually okay. kind of fucked us in that. Okay.
1: All right, Zach, we haven't heard from you, man. Your thoughts on the triple option, man. Or do you agree with what the guy said?
3: I mean, I agree with everything they said. I think they will use it. I don't think that this is just something they're throwing out there for teams to waste practice time on. I think we'll actually see it. Um, I'll be surprised if I shouldn't say I should be surprised. I'm interested to see if Trey Lance actually keeps it the majority of the time. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan would put him at risk of these injuries and these big hits. Um, But I think we will see it. I'm excited to see it. And like Matt said, you need that because everyone knows what you're doing to Debo's back there. And Debo, Debo, I don't want to say it, but you got that check and your ass is right back there in the backfield. So shut the hell up. You don't want to be used as a damn <laughs> wide back, man. Come on.
1: Debo did come out and say that was never an issue. And he was like, come on, guys. Like, watch my videos from the Cowboys game. Go back and listen to what I said at the Pro Bowl. Like, he I also denied he wanted to for- trade. So. At this point, yeah. his, his words are moot to me. No, he did not. He did not deny he wanting a trade. Not
3: in, a trade. indirectly. He basically said
0: he, he said he said people make shit up in the media and then refuse to clarify what people were making shit up about. So he's All not right. exactly her Debo Samuel parent either. Debo
3: Samuel wants out. Man, this reporter, I don't know what he's getting this from.
0: You're the source.
2: You're the
3: source. Right.
0: You know, hey, I'm in the club. Debo's gonna be back in San Francisco. He's like, nah. Even that was a lie because he's back. Who was the running back
1: that they uh, used in this in this set? It was Trey Sermon. Oh, wow.
2: I got to look at it again. All
1: right. All right. I couldn't,
2: I couldn't tell.
0: Remember. It was Trey right, Sermon.
1: Let's, let's get back to the final thoughts here, guys. Let's 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 finish this thing up strong here. Uh, Breezy, I believe you were next on deck. No nope, calls. Uh, how do I? There we go. Uh, your final thoughts for the night, man. We had a, this was a fun show, man. I like yeah, show. great, great show. Good, really good concept. You said I got a bunch sense. of dumbass ideas until you I agreed with dumb me.
2: Dumbass, weird ideas, bro. You keep forgetting that the W word, man. I don't, I don't know what I did say the dumb, and I didn't even say ass. I said dumb weird or some shit like that. Maybe I did say ass. I don't know. Anyway, I thought the the concept of the show was really cool, man. You know, when you are thinking about the Lance State of Mind, you know, I immediately think on a musical tip with like the New York State of Mind, and I feel like Lance is is about to take this city of San Francisco or Santa Clara whatever was, you want to call it and he's about to really put this team back on like a trajectory um you know they were already winning but they couldn't really get over the hump and so I think having a guy like Trey Lance is going to help put this team over that hump, right? Like to get them over that 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 Super Bowl, you know, and, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen right now, but it can like right? right the possibility of it happening, it can happen, you know. Trey just has to go out there and continue to do the things that he's doing. And I think Trey's mindset. Is something that he's doing naturally, and it's it's really seeping into the rest of the team. I think everybody's all in on Trey, and that's the thing that we needed to see. Excuse me, I don't think. I know everybody's all in on Trey, and that's something that we needed to see, and that's going to help build his confidence, right? Because Trey Lance goes out there, and he makes mistakes, and then what does he do right after the mistake? He makes a good play, right? And so, like, that's letting me know that this team is comfortable. They're okay when he messes up. They big him up. And then all of a sudden he goes out there and he's boom. He's right back throwing touchdown darts right to the end zone or taking the team down 80 fields, uh, eighty yards in a practice after throwing a pick six or something like that. So this is really good. It's really I'm really happy to have Trey Lance here. I'm glad that his mindset is the way it is. I don't think it's something that can be taught. I think this is what he was born to do. And shout out to his parents. No one giving him props. But they got this kid ready to go. All the coaches throughout his career got him ready to go. And Kyle Shanahan knew exactly what he was getting in a Trey Lance. And this is why he took that chance on, you know, trading up and trading picks and doing all that different type of stuff to get this wild card. Like, I still don't think that the league has seen a Trey Lance. I know they've seen a Patrick Mahomes. They've seen a Josh Allen. They've seen a Lamar Jackson. But they haven't seen a Trey Lance. And that's something that Kyle Shanahan has in the bag.
1: Hey, very well said. All right, Zach, you're up next, bro. Final thoughts.
3: Great show. Thank you for having us on, Mike. Wayne, appreciate you as always as well. Um, You can find us, like Matt said, at 49ers Hive. We do now. It'll be two weekly shows. Mike's been a huge help to us and our channel by being on a bunch of them. It's been great. Um, We'll do a preview show, recap show. So go check us out over on there. My handle is at Zach Hernan, which, by the way, my last name is not Hernan. I hope a lot of you guys know that (laughs) because our guy Ali thought my last name was Hernan. My last name's Hernandez. I thought that was pretty clear, but apparently some people don't know that. Um, Zach Hernan, just shortened. Uh, I'm so excited for this year. Like I said earlier, this was a true example, at least looking forward at a reload and not a rebuild. Uh, One of my friends is a... Diehard Rams fan. He texted me today saying, I watched the game Friday night and I'm so pissed because I see eight to 10 years of pure aggravation from Trey Lance. So I'm excited for the year. I think the Niners are going to do some damage and follow along for the ride, guys.
1: All right. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to uh, do myself on the on the big screen here. Guys, if you missed any part of tonight's show, if you, if you jumped in during some of the parts that sounded like I was reaching. Sounded like I was just grasping for straws and pulling things out of my ass. I promise you guys it all came together at the end. Go back and watch the show again, or you can listen on the podcast. If you don't have two hours to sit there and have your screen on, if you don't have YouTube Premium, uh, this will be in a podcast form in less than an hour. So you guys, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Anywhere that you listen to your podcast, just type in Nothing But Niners, and we will pop up. You'll see the logo there. Uh, And if you guys have never seen the logo for Nothing But Niners, because I just noticed it's not on the screen right now, uh boom there it is over there in matt's blinds uh i'll put it in red maybe to stand out a little bit more black look at that boom that's it right there man matt's finger in the nb niners logo that's cool um so make sure you guys get on over there subscribe listen and all that good stuff oh my god did he just two in a picket all right uh so guys listen i have to get out of here i think the drinks are kicking in uh thank you all for checking us out we will be back on thursday we also have a patreon page with more content coming if you guys enjoyed this show, just imagine when we're behind the paywall and we can be unfiltered. That's all I can say. It's a lot of fun over there on the Patreon, so make sure you guys get there. The Game Watch will be on Saturday. I'm going to be at my dad's 60th birthday party. Listen to this right? My dad is turning 60. It's a surprise. Oh, shit. Hopefully, he's not watching. Oh, our cat's out the bag. Now, if he made it this far to a 49er show and he's a giant fan, then he should be uh, switching teams. I might buy him a nine. Anyhow. I mean, you
2: are rocking Giants colors right now. He's got,
1: I'm not. Do you see the logo on my breast? It's right the, here. You see
2: the colors it's, of that shirt? It's,
1: it's on the C cup, bro. What's
2: the Hey, what's the Giants colors? Can, it, can somebody tell me the Giants colors, please?
1: And don't, don't nobody care. Listen, my dad is having a surprise 60th birthday party. Right. And my, my stepmom is throwing the form and she's like, Mikey, I want you to get some food. Not a lot. I'm going to make a lot of stuff. So we go out, we get this stuff catered and everything. And she's like, 40 people or so are going to be at the house and everything. Then I looked at the schedule. I was like, shit, the Niners play Saturday. Then I looked at something else like, shit, Some really good boxing on Saturday. Like, guys, I'm going to be the rudest person at this party. I Guaranteed. I'm going to be on the laptop. I'm going to be streaming. I, hey, look, I love my dad. Maybe he'll come in and talk some shit. But I'm hoping that the 39 other people there will keep him distracted. He won't even notice I'm there.
2: Lucky you. I got to do a wedding. But you know what? I'll be watching the game.
1: Okay. That's it, man. I'm, I'm going to be watching the game. So we'll see you guys all there. Thank you guys for checking us out. We really, really appreciate you guys. Go follow all of my guys. Their Twitter, handers, their Twitter handles are all there on their screens. You see them all over there and everything. Go give these guys a follow. Follow 49ers High. Follow Nitty Gritty Niner Gang. And cop one of those bomb-ass Wayne Breezy hats, man. You know what I'm saying? Changing the WB from Warner Brother to Wayne Breezy. That's what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> that is branding right there, man. That's what I'm talking about. And that's going to do it for tonight. All right, Wayne. Zach, you guys remember how to sign out here on Nothing But Niners? We're going to test you guys out, all right? I'm going to point this out, all right? Y'all ready? Uh-oh, they don't know. All right, Wayne, we're going to take it away. Then never mind. We got this, Wayne. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. <laughs> but always remain, remain faithful, fine. yeah. <laughs> we're out of here. Peace.
2: them we the nothing, uh, nothing, 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 but We niners. nothing, but We nothing, but yeah, them niners. Niners. We nothing, but yeah, we